up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kofi Warrior Sheamus. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one again. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR, the show with me today for our NXT In Your House drink along and AEW recap and review everything everywhere all at once. Miss Amanda Jane. Well, hello there. Hello there. I don't know if I would have put this opening match where it is. Yeah, we're... uh... I can't say that I, I don't know how far in the match we are. I mean, we're about twenty minutes into the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, in your house, we got all six guys in the ring: Tony D'Angelo, Legata del Fantasmo, uh, and they're both kind of getting up right here. Uh, I don't oh. know how much more more of the match is left. Is why I said I don't, I don't know, think like, there's much. I think we're going to come to an end right now since all six of them are in the ring. It has to. Yeah. And they did the old. Uh, Everybody rush, and the referee that can't keep control of anything. He doesn't know who's legal, no. but does it even matter? That's my only problem Tony's... with these, man, is they they just... It's not I'm impossible to make it make sense and use rules, you know? No, no. And, and then you just have... Elect... Go ahead. Electra Lopez is just kind of standing around. I mean, I... Oh, she just slid yeah. uh, uh, Santos, the old brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tony's getting the old crowbar. Oh, God. Folks, we know how this ends. I, the referee I just took wanna... two took a, two feet to the face and didn't budge. Jesus. What? Totally no-sold that bullshit. He no-sold getting kicked in the face. That oh, wait. Like... Oh, Tony's got the brass rings now. Oh, my God. Okay, well, your two dudes are... No. Okay. Wow. That was an interesting that, way of doing not... it. Kind of a fun way to do it. Yeah. The, uh, the one the one goon in in D'Angelo got hit in the face with a crowbar real hard, mind you. It looked crazy. Yeah. And then he just goes stiff. They push him on top of. I can't tell yeah. which legato del fantasma is on the ground it was there. the other one it wasn't uh the guy formerly known as what well, no it was the the guy formerly known as uh djz it was joaquin wild he took yeah, brass knuckles to the face and then uh they one goon pushed the other goon on top of him and basically d'angelo gets the win so now legato del fantasma has to join the mafia so i don't know I don't know. I don't like this. I'm not into that. But no. I don't know. Just the story itself. I'll tell you. Either way, there I felt lose lose to me. Yeah. Having either one of these factions just mold into the other faction, they're just too significantly different. They're too good standalone on their own. They don't need each other. It's going to be cluttered. It'll be a breakdown at best. And do we really need all this to get that breakdown? Like. Mm-mm. I don't know. I really think they should have done something more along the lines of, like, can you coexist? Or, you know what I mean? Like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. And they just kind of go their separate ways and let it build up to something later on. Yeah. Why Keen took a fucking knee to the mouth on that pin? Ooh. Yep. Damn. 
I will say that I'm hoping that because we're getting this merge now, that it leads to um, those guys going to the main roster somehow. Well, you know what they could do? They could mm. do like a double or nothing, no pun intended, double or nothing, we'll join and we'll be your servants or whatever, or lose or leave town. You know what I mean? Like they could do a thing and then Phantasma can lose again and then just lose or leave town. They go to the main roster, you know? Yeah, that's true. But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know how else you'd make that. Miz did dancing with the stars. Yeah, but yeah, he did. he did. Okay, never mind. I'm just watching the yeah. little the pattern. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, Miss Amanda Jane, what's in your mm. glass? What are you drinking? Well, because it was weekend, and weekends were made for fun. I am drinking the official sponsor, not sponsored. Woohoo! Kids were made for fun. And you know what? I'm such a fiend. I got one to put in my little cuppy. Yeah. So that's how sick of a problem I have. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it is, it is a Thursday on a Saturday. We are having Thursday Night Chasers, Saturday afternoon, a joint watch along within your house because uh, I've been out of town. I've been out of town for a week. So uh, anybody who was keeping up saw so on Wednesday, I was live from uh, Sports Beard, the Beard's Den. And uh, we did the show then, and I just there was going to be too much between AEW NXT to try and keep track of all of it while I'm on a vacation. And I thought, you know what, I'll cram it when I get back, and we'll just barrel through it, and then we'll be all caught up and, and up to date. And in a sense, I'm kind of glad we did because a lot happened on Rampage. Oh, a lot happened the whole week. Oh man, a lot happened. Yeah, and plus with NXT to... happening now, that means we're going to have like a pretty fresh start when we come back to, to Thursday, oh, yeah. you know? So, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. happened this week. Uh, do you want to start a little bit with, um, I mean, do you want to do any birthdays? You want to say happy birthday? Yeah, there's a lot of really good birthdays this week. All right, so we did miss on Thursday a couple of a couple of really good ones. So oh, I, am having a, I am having a daiquiri, just oh. so you know. Okay, okay, there you go. We did have some great birthdays. Lex Luger had a birthday. Velvet Sky... But the two for me that are really important birthdays, one is Grado. Grado Wrestling, if you guys know, um, it's yourself. I love Grado. So if you don't like comedic wrestling, don't check out ICW from Scotland. But if you like Drew McIntyre, he ran ship for a while over there when he left or whatever he did with WWE and came back right before. And then, of course, happy birthday, AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles is a phenomenal one. Yeah, Yeah, I'm waiting for him to go back to Impact to join Bullet Club like everybody and their brother is doing, but don't know about these things. So, yeah, let's see here. Gorilla Monsoon, rest his soul, had a birthday, or would have had a birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Uh, Joan Malenko had a birthday. Rio, happy birthday. Yeah, Um, Gigi Dolan is her Mm -hmm. birthday today. So, hopefully... She can get a win. I'm just hoping that her homegirl Mandy does not, because we're Team Chew over here, as we all know. Um, Ahmed I will Johnson. say, if they went to, a, a, if they started taking the titles off Toxic Attraction to get them as one unit up on the main roster, that would not upset me. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest, uh, Katana and, and Kaden are a pretty cool, tight little team that's been doing it for a, a number of years. They're probably mm-hmm. the longest running tag team of women in all of WWE. 
Yeah, probably. I would think so. Because yeah. weren't they just pretty much together, put together when they both started kind of up in NXT and being on television? Yeah. Okay, because that was way before my time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, Drew, it is your birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday Mr. That's true. Even on SmackDown, he had to like say things like, oh, it's going to be my birthday, just so he could get the whole crowd to chant happy birthday. I'm like, Come, relax, dude, relax. You know what would be cool is if he had, you know, the guy, the cake boss, or the one, or those ones that make those really fancy cakes? Yeah, that make a big sword cake. Vince should have, or someone should have thrown down money to get him a cake that he could put a sword right through, and then it just kind of magically oh. cut everyone a piece. That would have been cool. But, the problem is, is, every time they have a cake big enough to do that with, there's somebody inside of it. Yeah. So he's going to, like, cut something no, in half on to... accident. You could have it like a butter knife. You know, you don't have to, you know, well, make a butter knife look like a sword. I'm not saying have a big ass person <laughs> in a cake. You know, I'm talking a real cake. God damn it. Since obviously he had to pander the crowd to, it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, yes. Speaking of which, Bam. ODB's got her birthday tomorrow. Oh, birthday. Nice. Love her. Love her. I think she is one of the people, if you've ever, like, you know, man, you're just like, you want one tough-ass chick, that's ODB. And she has really good barbecue. So if you ever see her, um, her Airstream at a wrestling event, go. Go get food because it's awesome. I will say her barbecue sauce is better than JR's. Not because JR likes the O word, but I'm just saying I think it's better. I digress. Uh, let's see here. Superstar Billy Graham has a birthday this week, along with Howard Finkel. And I cannot do a Finkel, so I'm not going to give you guys a Finkel uh, impersonation. Uh, Mick Foley. Happy birthday, dude. I, yeah, I always think of Mick Foley, and I'm like, oh, such a adorable little man, but yes. And I always think of how he told you, no, nah, I'm not going to auction off my stuff. That was bad. Yeah. Bad move, dude. Yeah, I got burnt. Yeah, yeah you got burnt. Tatanka <laughs> has his birthday. Happy birthday, Tatanka. And then two of good notes. One is Dan Severin. Dan Severin's really an awesome dude. I've heard um, only nice things about him. Yeah, he drives to, when he still wrestles. Um, I believe he did blood sport once, and he yeah in Orlando. He drove all the way from. He's in Minnesota, all the way down to Orlando. Guy is tough as freaking nails. Totally nice dude. And we want to wish the lovely Liv Morgan a happy birthday. Oh uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, oh, and we forgot one. Huh. How can I forget? Johnny Hungy. Oh, God. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy flex for him. There you go. Cheers. Cheers Hungy. to all the birthdays. Next week is interesting ones. Yeah. Just looking at it. Hmm. So we do have Toxic Attraction right now in there with Katana and Caden, and, and it broke down immediately. Hmm? It doesn't look like Mandy came all the way out, right? I don't think she did. I think she let them do their do their thing on their own so she could be primed up for her match. But they did come into the back together, it showed them. Um, Ooh, liking the hair. Liking the hair. I like 
the matching gear with uh, with Toxic Traction, that kind of like flat green thing. Yeah, oh, well, both funny. of them have good sets of matching gear. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Oh, that was Except cool. That was cool. Katana kind of diving through the ropes but getting stuck right in between so she could like basically take a drop kick to it, it was weird but it, it was it worked good it looked good it looked really yeah. good there's no reason why these two should not have their time with the I think yet. there's I, no reason yeah. why they shouldn't yeah they both had like a couple of singles matches like real short-lived and then they immediately became a tag team and then that's been it for yeah basically their whole time but it works so. because I think that they have an incredible chemistry and it just yeah. it just really works. Yeah, I think it so works. kudos to y'all. Uh, did I'm trying to think. So as far as like NXT goes, as we just kind of like talk and catch up about NXT, I have liked a lot of the build they've been doing with Toxic Attraction. I liked the NXT oh, yeah. spot with with Wendy Chu and the contract signing. Mm-hmm. I thought all that went really well. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Let me see. I like the fact that it wasn't your normal contract signing. It had a different element to it, and I thought that was great. Not because, you know, I'm Team Shoe, but I'm just saying it. I thought it was really, it was really cool, and it really played the uh, up the characters and everybody. So I really appreciated that. Uh, I like the Tiffany Stratton and and, uh, uh, Roxanne stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Roxanne's story is so good. I'll be honest. I've been doing editing for, for Wrestling Inc.'s interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I was making clips, I was like, there's this amazing clip that's the perfect length where Roxanne is talking all about how she greyhounded across the whole country and how she was finishing school mm-hmm. and how indie wrestlers would have to pick her up from the bus station and drop her off at the bus station and how she was doing homework on the bus and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, this is an awesome story. And they're all like, yeah. eh. And they clipped a bunch of other stuff. They said, well, it's not a lot there. And so it's kind of funny to me that the last two weeks <laughs> they've had these video promos with Roxanne yeah. where it's all like, she rode the Greyhound. like, <laughs> Yeah, she rode Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. story is that whole clip. And I was all like, oh, you guys missed it. You could have been on it. Yeah, I think that's a really good one because as we know, you know, there's a lot of um, up and coming, you know, people, not just like, you know, like, like um, Roxanne Perez, but you know, like Nick Wayne and um, yeah. Starboy Charlie. Well, Starboy Charlie like just turned eighteen, but before he was doing it, and it's just a real testament that a lot of the youth now, you know, Billy starts. A lot of the youth are really, you know, getting in there. So for some people, not uh, what's her face, because um, I'm blanking on her name. Mm-hmm. with the creepy father who leads the cult of horrible NXT fans. Uh, Izzy. Yeah, no. that No. Sometimes I wonder if it's really her or if it's her parents. Yeah. But that's another comment for another day. But yeah, no, I, I really, I love that story, hearing it. And I wish they kind of pushed that a little bit more so. Because there's a lot of people who have really good stories about their background. And we don't know about them. Or if we do know about them, it's like, why don't you, you know, go into it? Yeah. 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 Uh, Cora and Electra was a good spot. I'm liking what Mm -hmm. they're doing with Wesley. I do like a lot of what they're doing with Wesley. Mm -hmm. Given, like, kind of a dramatic 
storyline through here, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and what's also great, too, I don't know if you caught this on Twitter, but um, Zachary Wentz did post, and, you know, like, I'm proud of you pretty much. And, yeah, I think that that's really cool that, you know, they're always, even though, you know, all this shit happened, I know that, you know, that's a that's a really big bond that they have and with the other the other Sammy's kids. So definitely um it's kinda nice to see that. And I love the support from the big old giant guy. I can't remember his name. But yeah, I really like that. He's like his personal little cheerleader. Yeah. He's like, You may not be big, but you have a big heart. And I'm like, Yeah. That's some pretty that, good shit. That pairing is pretty cool. And Remember we were saying like uh, as not to to try to replace Nash Carter by any means, but that we just thought the pairing of Ricochet with them because we even thought the pairing of Ricochet with both of them together all uh, as a trio would have been amazing. Mm. We're like, oh, that could be a, a pretty slick tag team, and that's what I would do. I like the idea that it almost looks like they're leaning more towards putting him in a tag team with a giant. You know what I mean? Like yeah, him in an actual tag team with someone who's so very different from the rascals like it'd be mm-hmm. a huge diversion from anything he's done yeah. which might make him happier he might not want to be in the ring with a guy like ricochet because he's too close to a guy like nash and that might make him feel bad yeah you know he might be trying to distance himself for his own just for sense now of self for now yeah, yeah. for now not, you know and i'm not saying like distance himself from nash but distance himself from feeling like he's betraying nash you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not saying yeah. I don't want to be in a tag team. I'm just saying I can't tag with a guy like Nash. Like, it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could mm-hmm. see that being a conversation. And so it's like, well, what about this eight-foot giant? Well, I've not done that before. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Who's done that, you know? <laughs> a guy like Philby Philby and, you know, who's very athletic and who has a gymnastics background. And, you know, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. And I just love how... Or the big eight foot guy is like, you know, hey, total like supporter and everything. And I think that it's a really cool little partnering and little story they're doing with that. Yeah. So, because there's yeah, a lot of things really they nice. could have done and made him that would bury Wesley, I think. But yes. this, I'm really digging. So, yes. Yeah. Awesomeness. Uh, Solo Sokola and Duke Hudson. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want I, to I can't watch Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I'm. It's just so unbelievable how good Toxic Attraction is. I mean, I remember watching um, Gigi Dolan on the Indies, and I thought she was at best the only reason why people were signing her was it was the shock value because she yeah. was doing like shocking things and stuff. But boy, she's come her. a long way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, thought that it too. Would hurt. I mm-hmm. thought so too. To be honest, one of the only reasons I never saw her or met her was because when she came through town, I knew what her shtick was. And I was like, I'm not going mm-hmm. to that show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I actively did not go to a show because she was on it. And I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful. Uh, it was just that she was doing a shtick that I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to see. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I was like, I don't know if that's going to help her go mainstream and i don't know if that's going to handicap her at some point is she going to end up being 
in a much different way what Joey Ryan expected to be. Before we found out all the shit about Joey Ryan, his whole thing was, I'm going to always be on the indies because I can do my shtick that I can't do on TV, right? And I can do it, you know, make uh-huh. money. And I wondered if she was going to be forever. I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot more to that. But just that one little aspect of him where he said that he wasn't going to join AEW because of that, right? Um, but I, I thought there's a possibility that she could end up in that bubble where they're, they're like, hey, like, we we don't want someone to Google you and find all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like you said, she's come a really long way, and luckily for it has yeah, not JC been an Dana issue. Yeah. yeah. When they partnered them together, it was like, oh, yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just yeah. amazing together. And I think really, like, I think originally, because it shocked me when WWE had signed her. And so part of me was like, do these people know... Does Triple H know her her shtick? I mean, obviously, you know, she's not going to do that there. Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah, for sure. What? Yeah. What part of it was at Darby? Because at the time they were still married, so I wondered. But you know what? Yeah. Everything aside, I mean, she just looks like a million bucks. She looks great. Oh, interesting. Well, happy birthday, Gigi Dolan. You won. Now, it'll be very interesting if Mandy loses. Yes, it will. I, I have a feeling that's going to happen. That would be really... That would bring an interesting element into that, that little group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're, they're just good. And actually, kudos to... Um, to... Uh, this was actually a very good match. I'm kind of taking a, a peek at some of the things. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, their, their their women's division, man, is just a cut above everything else. And the women's tag team, I think, is... Oh, they've got a lot. Like, the future is very, very bright yeah. for women's tag, I think, in the E. So. I will say Gigi's got a way of making sure she does a little bit of nasty. The way she licks that title is always like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she does. That's her thing. It's like she's kind of that, you know, that, oh, you know, overly like sex pot in a way that Mandy is, a different way that Mandy is. And JC Jane's like, I'm just kind of a badass. That's how I kind of see the three of them. Yeah. Because Mandy's that's, you know, that snarky, bitchy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Sexy and then Gigi deal. being kind of the, the kind punky of there. Creepy, I, yeah. I do think that it's pretty cool, though, that you have those three women, which seem to be with a similar linked, like, look, my gimmick is that I'm hot, but they're doing it three identifiably different ways with three mm-hmm. identifiably different attitudes and personalities, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I do, too, because you don't, you don't get to see that in a lot of, um, even women's tag team, you really don't see that. Because yeah. if you were to ask me about, like, the Iconics, I'm like, they're the same person. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like what's going on with Solo. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what goes up with him next. I was thinking about Grayson Waller a little bit. They So, Max Dupree is the new L.A. Knight. I don't, okay, I don't like that. Okay, first of all. What? I have issues with this, okay? Because it took him a while to get people to do the L.A. night. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's on the main and he's going, Max Dupree. That's how he's saying it. So he's 
And he says it like three or four times each promo he's got. Max Dupree. But is it catching on? He hasn't been in front of the audience yet. I think that he's spoon feeding the audience. So when he gets out there, he can start doing it and feed them again, right? So I think. Yeah, let me talk to you. Yeah. But he's going to be the leader of a faction called the Maximum Male Models. Male Models. It's, I don't know. But I did wonder, you could put a Grayson Waller in that, I think. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. Um, but I'm really liking the whole um, Grayson Waller thing with Tiffany Stratton. I've been really liking that. That kind of like, that weirdish kind of, because it's not... I guess it's technically not a couple, but yeah. you know that weird friendship, and I kind of, I kind of like that. But yeah, who the hell is in his faction? Well, we don't know yet. This this week okay. coming up on SmackDown, we're gonna find his first member. I believe it's probably gonna be Mace. Uh, but I was thinking, like, you could bring back a Cesaro. You could you could bring up a Grayson Waller. You could do a T Bar. I think T Bar should really go with Judgment Day, if I'm being honest, but. Yeah. I think Veer would be a good one to completely switch him up immediately into a male model. Because then, like, you could really shift his character into something charismatic, where right now it's really, like, kind of bland and, yeah. like, generic. So I think yeah. that could be cool. Um, Definitely, um, I'm thinking this was, like, a role that Robert Stone, because he's kind of creepy, you know, creepy, yeah. his persona, would have. Yeah been perfect for that's true but that's just me now i don't know why but why do i see freaking carmelo why do i have i i don't know but that would also be a waste of his talent to go that route but that's not necessarily a waste of the talent if you make like a badass faction where half of the idea is that hey we're really good looking dudes like that's asshole stuff and right there yeah but right and they here, are all really good looking yeah. dudes like look at him he looks like a fashion model right here Yes, he's. It's like, you know, him, Ricky Stark. I mean, that that whole like swagger and attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it works for me. Not exactly. Ricky Stark, but, you know, it works, and that's where this would give the opportunity for Melo to move up. Yeah, yeah, Trick. absolutely. That's what I mean, and it gives these guys like, who probably are going to need a little bit of help getting the crowd like into them. These, these guys. Are a little light on charisma, a little light on size. They're all a little light on something. You know what I mean? Like, but they all are the whole the whole package in and of themselves. Anyways, it's just like getting the right introduction. Like that wouldn't be the worst thing. And then breaking away from the male model thing wouldn't be a tough route to go at some point. You know, like. No, yeah, not at not at all. And I really do feel like once he's on the main roster, you know those those comparisons to Starks are going to start rolling down the hill. It's going to be great. But they're, I will say this, they're both two different style of wrestlers. And if you were to ask me who was the better one, quite honestly, I think it's, um, it's Carmelo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's because great. he makes people look really good. Ricky's not at that point yet where I think yeah. that he does. I love Cameron Grimes. I'm just going to say it again. To the moon. He's coming down from the moon. Yeah, he's coming down from the moon. He just came down from the moon. (laughs) This is awesome. Oh my god. (laughs) This. Okay. 
WWE, whoever's idea was about this Cameron Grimes character. Kudos to you, man. That was, this is probably one of the, I would say it's one of the best entrances I've ever seen. (laughs) That's very creative. That was really good. That was really good. There, he's, yeah, and I will tell you, he's one I was afraid of when he went, that he's just going to get buried in the shuffle, but no. It's interesting that they just put a thing up saying Hell in a Cell NFT flip. Start your collection today and go there to purchase. They have officially sold out. There are none available. And so for them to be announcing them there now, maybe at least they'll get people to go there and sign up for the newsletter to to know when they're they're selling. Like maybe it's just at least to get people there. Um, But they did sell out. They sold out about uh, this afternoon. Hmm? Mm. Oh, wow. See, it's very interesting with Cody. Um... And, well, we'll talk about this when we talk about AEW, so I'll just wait parking lot. All right. All right. Yeah, park it, park it. But, so we do have Carmelo versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier on NXT was dope. That was dope. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loving it. I wonder when he's going to go to the main roster. That'd be funny if he's in that model. For the I wonder if they're going to use it as a way to like just give people a complete 180 shift in character. You know what I mean? Like characters that they feel are stagnant. Like with Mace or T-Bar or with Veer, how do you go about changing them? Well, maybe if yeah. someone took them under their wing and said, let me clean you up. Let me help you out. Like you could explain why they're suddenly way different now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it could be a really cool utility. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. So that's really? going, going for the North American title. A lot happened on AEW. Oh. We had Double or Nothing. We had the Rampage before Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. We had I, Dynamite know. after. The Rampage after. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel like Rampage before Double or Nothing was a good go-home show. I didn't think so. No, and this last rampage was awful as well. It only mm-hmm. had one segment anybody's talking about, and you know, it wasn't yeah. even. It had more impact than it was impactful. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. Going into uh, the pay per view, um, I don't want to say I'm shocked, but it was very predictable. Yeah. In the sense that, yeah, like, what was the point of having the Owen Hart tournament when you're having Adam Cole win and then on the women's side having DMD win? That was stupid. I'm like, I'm like, you know, first of all, you had all the good matches before the actual tournament. So on the women's side, I had lost interest. I'm and sure the finish on finish on the men's side was terrible. I they replayed the finish. I didn't watch the pay per view, but they replayed no, the I finish didn't. on on Rampage or Dynamite. It was on Rampage. They replayed it because Adam Cole came out with his title, and they're like, "Here's how it ended." And it was like really slow, really weird. He botched okay. his finish. Samoa Joe yep. just lays down, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, why would you replay that? Like, why would you?" Yeah. This yeah. is exactly why yeah. WWE will use photos sometimes. So that way, in case it's got yeah. a wonky finish. <laughs> like, Still frames. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, that was, yeah, that was just horrible. I thought that was I'm like, way to go. You're, you know, you're really exposing a lot of Adam Cole's weaknesses. He's a yep. botchy person. He's injured people, you know, and I, I'm just kind of like, but everyone loves doing the Adam Cole baby and the boom shit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's all it is. Yeah. Because yeah. let's go there. I think the real, real talent from that trio of him, who, who came over from NXT is really Red Dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both uh, So yeah. the day and before, kinda... though, well, I don't know. I feel bad because I think Jake's going to show up in a little bit. I don't want to like burn well, he the can, fire. He can he can add into this convo. We can ask him. I know, but I was going to bring up all the MJF stuff because there's a lot there. But that's a whole storyline. So we'll just we'll you shelf push that. Okay. We'll shelf the whole MJF thing. But this show in and of itself, the double or nothing pay per view, it's fucking five hours. I know. Okay. If you include the pay, include the buy-in, it's like five hours and ten minutes. But here's the thing, it didn't need to be five hours and ten minutes because I think that the the arena anarchy or whatever the fuck they want to call it that went way too long. I get why you're trying to why Tony's trying to stall, but that just went way too long, and again made Eddie look like a bitch. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over that. I am beyond over this. So. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, that whole thing was bad. The other thing is this, is you could tell they were actively trying so hard to give credibility back to Eddie. And I know this, I know I said I didn't watch the whole pay-per-view. I have seen little clips. I've seen little bits here and there. The one thing I haven't seen that I have every intention of going back and watching every second of is uh, Thunder and Deeb. Uh, but there's nothing else in there that I'm curious about even to watch. Like, but uh, the way a lot of the media was talking about that particular match, the the asylum match, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all said like, "Oh, instant credibility to Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston back to his roots. Yonkers version of Eddie Kingston." Eddie Kingston being as violent as we've ever seen him. This is Eddie Kingston true to form. I, all that told me was that it was so clear that they were begging to give back credibility to Eddie Kingston that the media outlets were like, let's tell them that they did it so we can move on. Like yeah. they were just, they were pandering to it, which is also fine because it's yeah. part of the deal, right? You got to put over stuff and it's like, hey, just the same way an announcer is supposed to put it over when they see what they're trying to do. You do it too. Dude, that was a nasty spill. That was. Oh, God. Ah! His head, like, doing. Cameron Grimes took a weird, stiff top of the head bump. But he was also kind of in motion. Do you think? I mean, he that could be. He looks okay. Like, as far as, like, the his face doesn't look like he's looking off into the distance all weird. You know what I mean? Because you see that a lot with really bad concussions and neck injuries. They'll just be, like, staring off into the distance, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. and I don't think (laughs) you would have let him hang out like that. Yeah, but it does look like Carmelo is buying him time, though. Yeah. See, that's when you know that someone is 
is a pretty good wrestler. Because yeah. in those those moments, he's giving him that time. You know, it's yeah. kind of that unspoken thing, and I think that that's that's pretty awesome. So, but yeah, I feel in my heart. I don't know when Eddie's contract is up. I don't know. In my heart, I don't think he should resign. They made, I don't think he'll they've leave. made him Yeah, like they've made him such a fucking bitch that it's like you can't recover from it. Okay? They had yes. opportunities to recover from Sparkler Gate. They never did. Yeah. And it just made him worse and worse and worse. And now it's like really you couldn't let Eddie have his day? I mean, seriously? Yeah. Well, I mean, also and then that match, fucking Jericho getting the pin on Daniel Bryan. <laughs> that had me laugh. And I'm sure Daniel Bryan's like, can I not yeah. do this shit anymore? Oh, no, so none funny. of this stupid shit. I'm sure. Daniel Bryan's <laughs> been there for almost a year now. And, jeez. Mm-hmm. How did he get lost in the shuffle? Like, he, no, he went, I don't think he's lost in the shuffle. You don't think he's lost in the shuffle? He's part of some random little team that he never talks. He hasn't talked in six months. And he just shows up and does his, his master's bidding and moves on. There's no Daniel Bryan shirts. There's like one figure that's coming out in like six months. Before, dude, Tony Schiavone got a figure before Cole Cabana. How do you feel? <laughs> Well, Aubrey Edwards technically got a figure before Colt Cabana, too. That's true. Right? Here's the thing. You did the Dark Order. Okay. I don't... Did Was there a Preston Vance announced? I thought so. Okay. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. Jazzwares can suck my big toe. Because you know why? If anybody deserves to have a real action figure, it's the fucking godfather of independent wrestling. Yeah, supposedly, I mean, you're welcome to speak on it or not, but supposedly the Young Bucks forced the re-signing of Colt. I don't know whose side was adamantly against it, but the Young Bucks like mediated it to make sure that he'd get re-signed. I don't know if it was that he didn't want to re-sign or that Tony didn't want to re-sign him, but apparently the Young Bucks had stepped in. You say what? Tony did not want to re-sign him. Wow. And you know what? I, I my, my big thing is, again, Tony Khan. Wow. You know, this is a guy that, you know, he never got his due diligence and he never got his, his shot. Yeah, right now. And it's not because it was his doing, but the I thought the shit he did with Brody Lee was really interesting. Because that's not normally a role that he does, right? Yeah. And yes, I'm wearing my cult shirt. It's a schoolhouse rock shirt. As, you know. And I think that when Brody Lee died, they were like, well, what do we do? First of all, they didn't know what to do with Dark Order. Second of all, it's like, well, what do you do with Colt Cabana? They had a lot of ways they could have taken him out of there. And it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, But I think that it's a situation more of you know I don't know it's just it's just a really weird thing because it's like Tony has his favorites yeah okay it's obviously clear painfully clear 
Yeah. Right. And I'm not surprised that the Bucks stood up for him because yeah. because of him, he, they would not be where they are today. No, not Seriously. at all. Yeah. And a lot of people do too. So it kind of saddens me. Like I did not go to the California debut of AEW. Part of it was because I was still really, I'm still really upset about when they announced, oh, Colt Cabana is still all elite. Where is he going? He's going back to fucking ROH. They're going to use him for ROH. And I'm like, really? Do you not know Tony Khan? Why he didn't resign with ROH? You know, what are you going to do? Throw him again in commentary with Caprice and um, Ian Riccoboni? No, that's why he left. He wanted to wrestle. And I think that when they did Supercard, Tony Khan should have realized how beloved he is with that that audience, that Ring of Honor audience. Because he got a really huge reception. And I think it shocked him, too, because you could see it on his face. Like, oh, my God, these guys still... They still love me, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, yeah, I was in Texas. I mean, if it was in Florida, you know, whatever. But yeah, even Texas, because Texas is when he came back. It, this is symbolic, but when he came back to Ring of Honor, um, was that WrestleMania, the last WrestleMania oh. that was in Dallas, and I got mad at him because he didn't tell me he was doing that. That's when he went back but, to Ring well, of Honor. Yeah. That's, I like that because that has that has a Cody connection, because that was mm-hmm. the the pay per view that was the WrestleMania that Cody left after. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. All roads lead to Colt Cabana. People yeah. do not understand that. <laughs> Give Colt. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. in wrestling, people will deny this fact, but there is some involvement, not just the pro wrestling tees thing, but there. A lot of these guys, that's the connection with it. Yeah. And no matter, like, people are like, oh, the Bucks kind of suck and I don't get them and whatever. This is one thing that you got to realize. The Bucks are really good people. Yeah. And for them, and they, a lot of their, like, some of their, like, really, really good fans that they know, it's like family. They treat a yeah. lot of them, like, like, everybody like family. So, you know, I'm not surprised they stood up for Cole. Next time I see them, I want to give them a really big hug and thank them. Because um, they, they know. I mean, shit, everybody knows. But <laughs> but yeah. I'm I'm thankful that they did that. Because, you know, why, you know, he is always shelved? Don't know. Because he could have some really great matches with... I was waiting for him to have some great math, matches with Ethan Page because I know they have before, or even hell. I really don't like Scorpio, Sky, and Paige together. Scorpio needs to be on his own. Yeah, but I see that. I don't write this shit, so. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Shakes, coming through. What's going on, man? What's going on, Raph? How you doing, Miss Amanda? Looking beautiful as ever. <laughs> I know. It's been, it feels like it's been years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we had a wild week. Grim Reapers in the chat too, saying welcome back from AK. Yeah, it's uh, it was a wild week, and I don't know. I actually think this is working out pretty well. We, we already covered NXT. We're talking about Double or Nothing, and we're kind of talking overall AEW stuff because there's just so much that happened oh, between Rampage, Double or Nothing. 
That was great. That um, was great, that move. Oh, uh, between Double or Nothing, what happened before Double or Nothing, Dynamite and Rampage, there's a lot. Uh, you were just talking a little bit about Cole Cabana, but let's circle back a little bit. Shakes, because I think you might have an opinion. What do you think about all this MJF stuff? Let's let's go backwards a little bit. Right before Double or Nothing, MJF stiffs the meet and greet. Doesn't go. They say they can't get a hold of him on the phone. He's the first one out on the pay-per-view. He gets power-bombed ten times. Puts over Wardlow big. Shows up three days later on Dynamite. Calls Tony a fucking mark and says, fire me. They pull all the social media stuff that had MJF on it. Pull his his tab on the shop down. Pull him from advertising. They didn't mention it after they came back from break. They kind of cut the camera. They look like they cut their mic. What do you think about this whole scenario, man? I didn't even know about it. I know um, I watched the uh, pay-per-view, but I didn't see Dynamite. So oh. a lot of that stuff was uh, Dynamite stuff, and I I didn't catch that yet. I, I wanted to watch that, but I didn't get enough time to uh, watch it before getting on I'm about this. To, I'm about to text you the whole thing, man. It's eight minute no. promo. What's up? Oh, it's been pulled. His promo. Yeah. If you go on, uh, if someone posted the the whole promo, it got pulled for copyright. So a is going around pulling it when people you post can, it. I think you can watch it on um, WatchWrestling.ai. Oh, probably. I watched it again recently. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to see almost all of it on um, uh, on YouTube TV because I had it like DVR'd, and it was still there. So that was cool. Look, I'm sad yeah, did right Carmelo now. Hayes win that? He did. Wow. I'm so sad. But Cameron's got to move up because when he, he shoots, is. he you know what? miss. <laughs> I, I just think right now that maybe Cameron Grimes is going to be part of that faction. <laughs> The male models? The male model work. thing. It could work. Because look at him. He's gotten Max like really like Dupree. lean. Yeah, Max Dupree. Oh, yeah. That's oh, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Did you see but any of the Rampage hit. stuff, Shakes? Who does? No, no I'm just does, playing. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, I didn't know. Well, actually, the one before. Ooh, that one's killer. The one before the pay-per-view, yes. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering. So you didn't know what's going on with all the MGF stuff? You just saw the match and that was it? Oh, I did not. I did not. Yep, that That's was insane. it. Yeah. So you just broke that to me. I said, whoa. Yeah. You know, because the, the, all that power bombs. So, I mean, well, he took it for the team, man. Right? No. It was all good. I don't even think he was speaking. It, it was all good just a week ago. Yeah. No. And then they stretchered no. him out. He came out totally normal, totally fine on Dynamite, and then just mm-hmm. eight minutes ripped into Tony, just talking shit about Tony Khan, about how mm-hmm. he carries the company, all this stuff. So now people are back and forth. The big rumor or the big thing back and forth is: is it real or is it not? And I, I think that I think one of the funnest aspects is it doesn't matter if I enjoy watching it. You know what I mean? Like I I get that perspective, and I'm I'm into that. Yeah, but since okay. sometimes it gets to the point where, you know, we 
we're in the moment, so we like, is it real? Is it ain't? And then yeah. by the time we get the answer, it's over. They're gone. You know, and we like, yep. Okay, well, what's next? <laughs> right? right. We stuck with what's next. What's going on? Dude, and that's my thought too. Is that if it turns out that it is as legitimate as people are saying, then the mentality of enjoy it if it's fun to watch, you know, get worked, as Sam Roberts was saying, just allow yourself to be worked and have fun watching it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But there is an aspect of like, there's a big part of the fan base that's like always wants to be smart. And so no matter what happens, they go, uh, it's a work. I know it no matter what. Right. They're just, oh, it's a work. And like you don't even allow yourself to have fun with it. But I do think this is one of those instances where there's a balance, right? Because if you're – like you said, if it's not a work, then MGF just goes away one day. And we go, right. well, and now there's no like, payoff. Well, what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's but only I, fun if there's a payoff in the end. If, we're, if we get like – like part of what made the Montreal screw job so big at the time – was it ended with Bret Hart getting screwed, saying, I'm going to be on WCW. And if that had just been it, and they moved on like it didn't happen, it would have been like, what the fuck was that, right? But that's not what happened. Vince McMahon comes out, and then he gives us the payoff by accidentally being an asshole. Brett screws Brett. Brett screws Brett. <laughs> and now all I want to do is boo that man. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like you said, like it's fun to be worked, but also only if it's a work. If it's not a work, then sometimes you just get fucking left high and dry. Like, I was invested. Now what? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, um, when they do that, you know, it's like they don't want to get caught off guard. It's like, oh, you ain't get me. Mm-hmm. I've seen it coming. Yep. Did you? Because now it's like you were wrong, and then as you're wrong, you're like, okay, well, What's next? And now yeah. you're gone because MJF, it might be real, and if it is real, it, it's over. What's next? <laughs> Yo, and that's the type of dudes, too, where they'll be all like, look, I know it's the work. It's all the work. It's going to play out, and this is what's going to happen. And then he just shows up in WWE one day, and everyone goes like, yeah, see, I knew that's how it was going to turn out. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you thought they yeah, was it. jobbing you. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Amanda. Well, you know, they were jobbing, so to say that they he was going to WWE. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. He's going there to make that W. He's going there so he can work there to get fired so he can make the WWE money because he had to run there. Oh, he can make the ex WWE money. Said it here. That's good. That's no good. one's ever said that. Yeah. He did say that in this thing, though. Would you like me more if I was an ex-WWE guy, Tony? He said that mm-hmm. in the mic. He did. And he was even saying, like, you know, you can ask Tony all these things. He'll tell you who gets the best ratings, but don't ask him to, to reach into his pocket to pay you for it unless you're a guy from the WWE. Yep. It was crazy, dude. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna try and track down that promo for you so you can see it. Uh, Amanda, what's your t- take, then? If you didn't get to see the whole thing, you've been watching the whole story play out. Do you think this is MJF off the cuff? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're referring it to MJF as the pipe bomb interview. MJF's pipe bomb. I remember when CM Punk had his pipe bomb. 
I went and watched it. I went, I don't know, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. Everyone was talking about it. I was like, oh my god, it's got to be crazy. And I remember as I watched it, I went, that was scripted. What is people talking about? Like everything about it felt so scripted and felt so phony. Not that. And called hey, in. Colt Cabana, how you doing? That was not scripted. Not on Colt Cabana, but the actual pipe no. bomb. So much so that I found the podcast when he because said the. That. When he said when he... that. During the pipe bomb. He looked at said... the camera. Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? Mm. In the original pipe bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing was like clear as day that WWE was in on it. And I was confused. I was like, well, this can't be what people are talking about. And that's when I found the podcast. I was like, okay, this is what people are talking about. But then you go back and you go, no, they were talking about that thing on, on the TV show that they all got worked on. If this is really the MJF Pipe Bomb interview, is it him actually doing, realistically, a better job at a Pipe Bomb interview than CM Punk? Or is it actually a legitimate Pipe Bomb interview that went off the off the rails? What do you think, Amanda? Well... When I heard that, the minute I heard that MJF had skipped um, that meet and greet, mm-hmm. apparently people paid a hundred dollars to you know meet him. No, it was a hundred. I thought he was like one fifty, but okay, a hundred makes sense. No, it was a hundred. As everyone kept saying, a hundred, a hundred. That's my girl, Choo Choo, mm-hmm. Choo. Okay, anyways, I'm trying to be distracted, but. When they started pawning off other people, um, because, oh, well, he's not here, you know, the problem that ended up being was I I had heard rumblings that some of the other superstars who were, you know, these paid ones were like, dude, you know, our, our commitment is done, you know, like I, you know, let's give people their money back. But, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Khan doesn't think, Tony Khan doesn't think like that. I think that uh, I think that uh, Vince and company would probably have given people their money back, but you know, yeah. I don't know. But that's right. They just said you can mm-hmm. have a different meet and greet. Mm-hmm. They tried to trade yeah. it like it was a yeah, yeah. And then it was funny because somebody was joking on Twitter. They're like, "Yeah, I paid a hundred dollars for an MJF meet and greet, and I got a um, um, I was offered a." meet and greet with the ass boys and I got a signed 8 by 10 of Cody Rhodes that was left over from another pay-per-view. That's fucked up. I was like, (laughs) probably pretty much, you know. So, and especially because not every person who on the roster was there. There were a lot of people who weren't there. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. Um, So that's where I'm kind of like, But the moment when that match with Wardlow happened and Mm. powerbomb, 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 I'm like, yeah, he's done. He's, he's, he's done. I mean, I kind of was like, well, maybe it's a work, but no, he, he's done. I mean, he's so done that when they're wheeling him out of the stretcher, what a great way to enter Wendy Chu. Yep. In a bed. Pay-per-view. Wonderful. Yeah. Shakes, do you have the in your the house going entrance. on live right now? Mm-hmm. No, I should. You don't have it on one of your screens. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. And she got a fanny pack on right now. Yo, and yep. she's got like a runner's gear. Like she's not in pajamas. Yeah. She's in like a fucking 
That's because she's going to war. She's going to war, bitch. <laughs> she's ready for war. And her eye mask is the same exact style as the eye mask that producer lady got from Capacana. It didn't say choo choo. Yeah. It was pink, but it had that same band and the same size and that fluffiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we posted a picture on our thing, but hers says, uh, let me fl- fucking sleep, which was great. She wore it on the airplane. I want to choo choo. She better, they better sell that as merch. Oh, it says choo crew. <gasps> oh, shit. The choo crew. Your choo crew. You get it now. I want one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am, yeah. Oh, God. Talk about it. Like a best fangirl. That is me with my nature. That's so good. Yeah. I decided Jericho Cruz, when they do the wrestler's night, I'm going to go with Wendy Chu. I think I'll That's have to buy a new uh, one, new animal onesie of some sort. And you'll have to get at least a Chew Crew uh, band. They so, should sell those. So then I want to know, because I thought the same thing when when I heard what the match oh. was with MJF yeah. taking 10 power bombs and just being stretchered out. Shakes, oh, when you saw you... that match, did you think mm-hmm. it was a burial of MJF? Like, what did you think of it? Because I was shocked that he it didn't was. get, like, any offense. Oh, yeah, no, it was completely. And if you go back and kind of see it, when they're wheeling him out, the the mask they put on his face, you know, for oxygen. It was over his eyes. It was like this. Yeah, it was like yes. not even on his nose. <laughs> like, yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no like, one cares. Yeah, yeah, they don't. There was well, a sign that's told. But Shakes, when you saw it, did you think burial or did you think it was like what did you what was your impression when you watched the match? Especially because you didn't know the other stuff. Did you think it was a weird match or anything like that? No. No, I for thought me, it was a, I'm I asking Shakes. <laughs> no, I thought it was a regular uh, match. Like I thought that um, they build it up to that point, mm-hmm. so they build it up for for him to dominate MJF. Everybody wants to see MJF get beat up, and <laughs> especially to him, to Warlow, um, all the stuff that he put Warlow through. So I thought it was. As scripted as planned, like um, mm. you know, have him dominated, have him go ahead and powerbomb so many times, uh, you know, just pay back for all the things that he has done to him and all the mistreating, the misusing. So I thought it was all good. That's why I say it was all good just a week ago to me. I thought everything <laughs> was great. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, I, I got it on now. You got an arm? Yeah. You got Mandy Rose out there looking all right in pink and black. Yeah, man. Mandy Rose. Everybody in the pink. They have matching neon pink. I think that's kind of cute. Yeah. Let me ask you something about Mandy Rose because Mm -hmm. it didn't work out on the main um, roster. And then they threw her back down here on NXT in which she's dominating. That's great. Um, You think that they thought that she needed more depth development? In her character or her in-ring ability? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I think that... Well, I think that she was told that they wanted her to just go down there and kind of work a short run. Like, she was told... Same thing like Balor was only supposed to be there for three months. They wanted her to go down there and do, like, one program... I think to kind of help with getting the women more used to what it's supposed to be like on TV. 
And I think that she just flourished so quickly down there that it turned heads. And they were just like, it's clicking, it's working, she's better than she's ever been. Leave her there for a little bit. You know what I mean? She wasn't supposed to be there this long, I know that. But But I also think that, you know, because I I don't know, because I don't watch the rest of the WWE programming. So I don't know how much she was used on TV. But I kind of feel that, you know, when she was up there, it's like she was almost like a dime a dozen. There's all these chicks that look very similar, blonde, the whole, you know, rigmarole. And I think that, you know, it's hard. And to try to find your your niche is very difficult. And especially when you are Jeez, like so many others. So I think that it was a big confidence booster. Because this is not the Mandy that was up in WWE. I and that's what I think happened. Is I don't think it was intended to boost her confidence. I think that Mandy didn't know how good she was. I think they wanted her to go down there to just kind of like get a change of scenery for a short period of time come back i think she got down there and everyone was looking up to her and i think she started realizing she had the answers to their questions Mm -hmm. and i think it helped her confidence she was no longer relying on everyone else around her because she was in all these programs with all these champions all these like first ballot future hall of famers and she probably Mm -hmm. felt really lost in a lot of that you know what i mean so i think when she came down here and everyone's looking up to her and asking her questions and she's got the right answers I think it was everything to her confidence. And I think that it's completely come over on screen. I think that, I think also if I were to answer Shake's question more directly, if it was me sending her down there, it would have been more for character than, than in ring. She was never unsafe. She could stand to have been a little bit crisper at the time, but the big problem with Mandy is who the fuck is Mandy Rose? She was just the golden goddess. But then you had Alexa Bliss, who was the goddess. And then you had you went back to Mandy Rose, who then became God's greatest gift. And then it was all this like porn music playing around. It's like, it, what is she if she's just someone who looks the way she looks? I think what she was able to tap into here was what she is, is toxic. You know what I mean? Like, she was able to figure that out. That like, yes, being me and being sexy is identifiably part of who I am but it is such that it's also toxic for those around me you know what I mean yeah, it was amazing she gave yeah. purpose and to this character that was so shallow before yeah and also we were talking about it before um, Shacey jumped on is I think she's really elevated the game of Gigi Dolan and JC Jane I mean you Ooh, damn that was great Ooh. She's Mandy. powerful. Yeah, Mandy's yeah. powerful. I really think that she was going to pull it out. Because now that if it happens, what what are the other girls going to do? If not Wendy, let's say that they don't have Wendy because... Do you think they would do it so obvious to have all of Toxic Attraction lose their gold in the same night or no? I don't think they would. One and I, I see one and one, but what would be very interesting with this, with Wendy and all the hijinks and stuff, it'd be kind of funny because now it's like, well, what the hell? Because it would make for an interesting story, like I said, to have 
the other two kind of turn on her like well you don't mm. have a belt anymore like, yeah yeah like kind of like the mean girls like you can't sit here mm-hmm. you know when regina george got bigger yeah you're in sweats yeah that whole thing mm-hmm. that that's what i kind of feel but i could see that i don't i don't write this so I, I don't know. yeah but i think that they should carry it over to the main rock me too yeah, they will. Keep them as they a unit. will. There's no way they, they wouldn't. But no way. you can do best of both worlds. You can have Mandy lose the title. Gigi and and I can't believe they spaced their name. JC. JC Jane. Yeah. Uh, you can have them be snooty, but then still have them be a unit and have them get over it at some point. You know what I mean? Like they could okay. be snooty to, to Mandy, hey, don't sit with me. And then have them lose their titles, and then it's like, we understand it now. You know what I mean? And then they can move yeah. in as a unit. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, yeah, you know. You could do that. Yeah, you could do that. If not Wendy, though, who? The only other person I think that they would get to would be Alba Fire. Yeah. But they could have already done that, though. Feels like it'd be really slow to get there. Yeah, I think Alba Fire needs a little bit more of a build. Although... In her promo that they showed this evening, that little thing she did with the fire cups was really, Wait, really cool. It's intense. Is she really wrestling? She what? She oh, Wendy Chu and her um, bunny slippers. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. a cover. It's just like a like a. <laughs> yeah, it's a cover. Yeah, okay. no, I thought that at first too, yeah. but no, she's got. Yeah, she's her in slippers. I was about to say that is talent. <laughs> if you look at it like, you could see sometimes where it the bunny kind of flops up but yeah I yeah. thought that was brilliant like yeah there's strapped on top of shoes mm-hmm. they got this down so well ooh, ooh. Oh. what a great ooh, ooh. Mm. man yeah, I like Mandy I like Mandy Mandy so, playing around Here's the one thing I thought, Shakes, going back to MJF. I didn't see the, the match. Did MJF get any offense in at all? <laughs> Had to think, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, did he? Um... No, I don't think he did. So I think that's what like was weird. A quick second. Mm-hmm. For like a quick Maybe. second. But it, you gotta punch it was to no effect. Yeah, it was to mm-hmm. no effect. Like, he just, mm-hmm. you know, he looked at him like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Because I could, what I was surprised by is not that I expected MJF to win, but that I expected MJF to look like a threat. And to not look like a threat to Wardlow, I was surprised by it. And that's what made me think that, hey, maybe there's something going on here. You know what I mean? Because, like, Wardlow just going out there and no selling literally everything. Like, what are we doing? Are we, are we trying to make a Goldberg who's only slightly better than Goldberg? Like, it feels oh, like they're really Batista. pushing that. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like a Batista or Ryback. Feed me more. So, oh, I was surprised they didn't let him look more like a threat. But tear it up. <laughs> It gotta be mean. No, that's Ooh, into very the crowd. Mean. Ooh, 
Took a boot to the face. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. You don't fuck with Wendy Chu's stuff. Yep, yep. It's like drinking her little her um, slush out of her cup. Yeah, a little slushy. Mm-hmm. She had All a different right. cup today. It was pink and glittery. Yes, I must say. Oh, what'd right, you guys think of the Hardys versus the Young Bucks? You know, oh shit! Wendy Chu's ri- written. She's ripping off the the gear. She's got a <gasps> Toxic Attraction shirt on. Toxic Attraction tank. What are you doing? Oh, what are you getting out that. of the jumpsuit? That's why you don't wear. Um, that Hardy match was better than that. Um, Didn't that thought it was gonna be. You know, because y'all. To me, I I didn't watch the Ring of Honor stuff, so Ooh. a lot of that stuff was new to me um, with the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Something that I was like, oh man, I would like to see that, because uh, that is a they like very similar, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though they have a <gasps> lot of differences, but you can tell that they were. Um, they were oh. idols, and they very much influenced um, those guys and how they wrestled. So, yeah, to see that and to see that match, and then actually have it the way it went was um pretty good. You know, it was funny that uh the young bucks was doing a lot of the Hardys moves. So, again, showing they were very influenced by these guys. So, uh. I liked it. I thought it was better than it. Um, y'all pretty much advertised it to be since, you know, the Ring of Honor thing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, they've done this before. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it, it was good. I don't like, like when Young Bucks come out dressed up as the Hardys and shit. But did they? They didn't do that this time. Yeah, and Cutler Cutler came out dressed as Lita with a thong and stuff. <laughs> oh boy, I'm not gonna comment on that. Damn, that was a good match. I mean, Mandy I, Rose you know, won. but, that was but it was a very good match. Yeah, fantastic. But you didn't have to rip the body pillow, okay? You didn't have to do that. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <it>. Boo. <sighs> Watch. We don't need to replay that. Ripped my heart. Probably freaking stew. That's a good rip. She ripped it real good. (laughs) Who said that stew? God damn you, stew. Mess. Oh, so Stokely Hathaway and Athena are all elite. What'd you guys think of that? Um, I don't buy Tony Khan's story about how Stokely. Became all elite. Oh, what's the story? Apparently, he said he'd never talked to him, never met him, whatever. It just happened to be that his 90 day ended that day. I don't believe that. It's a bunch of bullshit. I don't buy it. That's a lie. He's been doing that. Remember when he, when Adam Cole was in that interview and he goes, Yeah, I talked to Tony Khan. He's got a pretty good deal for me. I'm going to go that way. And then Dave Meltzer said, it's interesting that and, uh, that Adam Cole would say this in an interview, given that his contract's not up, that would be contract tampering, and that's illegal. 
And then Tony Khan responded with, I haven't talked to him. I don't know what he's talking about. And then Adam Cole was all like, yeah, I didn't mean that I talked to him. I didn't talk to him. I was like, you said he talked to him and you forgot that it was illegal. <laughs> now you're backpedaling. God, stupid. Yeah. Or technically, you know, or he meant to, he should have said, well, you know, um, I heard from DMD that da da da. And yeah. I said, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but I thought that was very interesting. There I'm was surprised another person. I forget who the other person was. There was someone else who was talking to Tony Khan and had mentioned it in like an interview, and it was another one of those like, "Well, that's contract tampering." Like Tony's going to yeah, get caught by it at one point. I don't know much was about it. Kyle it obviously, maybe was it was Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. It might have been Kyle. Where he was clearly under contract when he was having the negotiations. And it's like, I don't understand anything about contracts or contract tampering or any of that stuff. But I do know that Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff, the other guys with billion dollars, didn't ever want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it was bad enough that people who had infinite money were like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So for the fact that Tony's just going around doing it so clearly... Yeah, it's bullshit to be like, oh, yeah, no, he just came out. I guess he was in the neighborhood. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. He was like, oh, he was in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. But moving on from Stokely Hathaway, I think it's better that he's a better mouthpiece for those ladies than yeah. um, Mark Sterling. Um, yeah. But I also feel that with Athena, it's a girl. What took you so long? Something's up with that, yeah. She was yeah. I don't, I don't, for a while. I don't understand. Yeah, been a very long while. Yeah. So that one, I don't, I don't get. Oh, and you know who else is all elite too that you forgot to say, hmm. or maybe you missed it. Roosh. So we have two thirds of the original Los Ingle Bernables. I have no idea who that is. Roosh. Mm-hmm. Uh Roosh was in Ring of Honor. He was their champion. That, I heard that, but uh, I still haven't seen like, the a belt off of, of Matt Taven. It was beautiful. I could have watched that live, but you know, someone injured my knee, mm-hmm. so I couldn't. Yeah, it was painful as fuck, but I was so glad when he lost it. But anyways, no, Roosh is you know obviously his roots are you know CMLL and you know Triple uh, A, the Crash, those kinds of things. He's Dragon Lee's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, biological. I know that until a little while ago but they signed with and originally Andrade was one of the three founding members of LIJ now the Japan one obviously Naito joined them because he did his excursion down in Mexico so that's where that came from so um, it was kind of cool to see Um, again we have another fucking faction Tony just gets a hard on, I think, for factions, and it's like, dude, this has got to stop. There's way so too Kevin. many. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's impact now. Like, I'm waiting for AJ Styles to, like, say, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore, and go back to impact and go to lead the bullet club. <laughs> that, AJ but, might be know. the only guy who's honest when he says he doesn't want to sign any more contracts. Yeah. I think he's done. He's got – he's um, done – everything he probably wanted to ever do. Yeah. But it was very interesting that Roosh came back. A lot obviously the AEW fan base 
God, Braun Breaker has a good tan. Yes. <laughs> He's like as dark as uh, um, Santos Escobar <laughs> yeah. this evening. Um, I think that what a boring match. Oh, wait, no, Roddy's not wrestling it. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the brothers, oh, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I think honestly, like, I think that, like, I don't want to say again, it's a ne- another person, it's another name, but I can understand if I'm MJF. You sign two other people who are ex WWE. Oh. You know, it's like, when does it end? You know? I mean, kind of, um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it kind of no, no. um, carries over on what uh, Adam Page was saying to um, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think all those originals are starting to feel that way. It's starting to lose some animosity. Yeah, they're starting to get they're starting to get pushed over, pushed to the side. Yeah. Definitely I'm looks curious. that way, feels that way. I mean, the idea that and we could even talk about it—the idea that CM Punk got the championship. Mm-hmm. What did that say about the company? I told you when when he was coming up, where it's like I think they're going to give it to him. I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely the move that proves that they are not who they say they are as a company. You know what I mean? Like when they first opened, everyone wanted Hangman Page to be their first champion, and then he wasn't, and everyone groaned, and then everyone was excusing every champion after that. There's like, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you give it to Jericho because people know who he is. Like, people were trying to talk themselves into accepting it. It's not what they wanted. Yeah. It was and fine after for Jericho, Kenny. it was what? Moxley? And then it was all like, yeah, but... I mean, it's a big dude. I mean, I know he was a world champion in WWE, but... I mean, he's pop- He's like different now. Like, people were talking themselves into accepting it then. Then it goes to Kenny, and everyone goes like, well, of course Kenny's going to have to get it. People wanted Paige from the beginning... They had to wait three years to get Paige. And he had and what? So three defenses of anybody of any magnitude. And then loses it to CM Punk because CM Punk showed up and goes, yeah, I'm the champion now. It's just a bummer. It's kind of a bummer to see, you know? I, You know, I think going back into with what you said about this is not the company. Because I know I've said it many a time. This is not the company that they thought that they were forming when they met mm-hmm. Tony for the first time at All In. I, I, I honestly believe that this was kind of, I don't trust Tony. And I think I've said this before too. The first that. time I've ever seen him in person, that's the vibe I got. This, this guy is, this guy's a piece of shit. And everyone, yeah, PWG was going up and kissing his ass. And, you know, me, I'm doing the Lord's work. And I'm like, if you want to watch somebody, two words, Ricky Starks. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, who the fuck is this bitch? And I'm like, no, seriously, Ricky Starks. And then I walked away and was talking to Janella. And he obviously know, knew it by watching me interact with Janella that, like, Janella and I know each other. So, but I always thought that Tony, there's just something not kosher about him. Do you think that's why Cody that, left? Do you think Cody heard that Tony goes, oh yeah, double or nothing, we're going to put the title on Punk. And Cody's mm, all like, what? No, no. I think it's, no. 
Hold on, I let's shake. Let's shake seven four. No, I, I just want to. I just want to sidebar. This is why I stopped watching this. I don't like this tag team. Why are they like? Why are they? Oh, like they're. Oh God, I don't know why they have the belt. I really don't. I, I, I. Look, I don't understand what they're doing. No. I think to me, that's the only problem you know, that I have with it. Realistically, I can't tell if there's transvestites, if they're gay, if they're fashionable guys who are wearing clothing that just happens to look like it's for women. Like, I can't tell if they're on the LGBTQ plus spectrum and are right. supporting it or mocking right. it. I'm making fun of it, yeah. So if you're making fun of it, fuck you guys, I want to boo you. But I can't tell if you are that or not because they've never addressed it. So more or less, I'm so ambivalent to them because I don't know what they're trying to do and who they're trying to be. And they've said very little that's gotten me any further down the line. We watched them in NXT UK and they were the same way. And we kept saying, like, I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing. And I don't know if they're supporting or mocking and... I, it just makes me kind of check out. Yeah. Yeah, I checked all the way out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's really bizarre. And I'm not going to say, oh, you know, there's other ways they can handle something like this. But this is just, like, very missed. And I don't think... Well, they're probably not going to get anywhere. So I think once the belts are off of them and the next round of cuts they're going to do, I don't see them staying. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't get it. I don't think anybody gets it. I don't, I, if dudes, someone right? gets it out there, can you please tell us? Because yeah, I don't get it. Brothers? I don't know. I don't think yeah. they... No, we don't know that. Yeah, they are. What, in the, the yellow? Brother? In yellow yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. But the ones that... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're brothers, but the and, other two, we don't know if they're lovers or brothers or friends or. Yeah, I, I'm not even. I'm not. Even we, uh, yeah, we, uh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. I don't think at this point, I don't think anybody wants to know. But I like the um the brother tag team. Um, I've seen them before. They're yeah. good. That's, yeah, the Cree brothers are actually pretty good. Cree brothers. I, I just think that it's weird that they didn't yeah. wear like blue, neon blue and they're in this yellow with the Diamond Mind logo on yeah. it. But then again, I think the Diamond Mind's really only there to keep Roddy around. Yeah. I know he wants to leave so bad. We know where he's going to go. I hate that name. Diamond Mind? Which one? Diamond. Yes. It, it was stupid because it was like we, I we the first time I remember – uh, we talked about it in episode one. We're like, what is this? Like, weird promo. Because it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, and it never it really made weird. sense. That's See, it's I'm weird. They're holding hands. I don't... Of America oh, okay. type team. They, mm. they like one and the same to me. That's why Ethan Page needs to go away from that. So, He's so talented. You know? Shakes, what do you think about them putting the title on CM Punk? Um, okay. Alright, so I got a different take from y'all, right? Because I kind of understand it on a business aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, you have these guys come in and they big market guys. They are yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 
seat fillers. You know, mm-hmm. they fill the seats. Mm-hmm. And especially an up and coming uh, company that's trying to get more butts in the seats. You mm-hmm. need things like this. So uh, a casual WWE guy that says, oh, screw AEW, they ain't got nothing. But then they turn around and hear from a birdie somewhere, CM Punk's the champion over there. Oh, wow, is he? Mm-hmm. Well, let me go check that out. It brings mm-hmm. more butts into the seats. It's good for business. So I see it that way. So I see what they're doing. I see um, when they bring in these WWE guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they give them more TV because it fills the seats. <laughs> Which I get too, and it's like, I even, we even said before, I didn't think it was necessarily a bad call necessarily on to give CM Punk the title, but it does shift the obvious mantra of the company, right? Their whole thing was trying to prove that they have a lot of main event talent who just weren't getting notarized, who weren't getting the the second look, they weren't getting the TV time. Tony's whole thing was that WWE is doing it all wrong. And they're not seeing all this amazing talent and they were going to be a haven for this place that WWE would pass on because the WWE's been failing a lot of people. So you would take in, you know, the the rejects or the the leftovers and the indie guys that have it quote have it all but don't get the time. By giving the titles to who they've given it to, it's proven that they don't even believe that. You know what I mean? No, like I giving, get where, where y'all yeah. coming from. But at the same time, to me, I'm looking at it like it still stays in that mantra. Like, okay, WWE's trash. It's gold over here. So whatever the hell that they didn't want over there, Oh, you could come over here, and we'll make you a star. You'll be a, a a big fish in a small pond. Mm. You know. But and at the same time, I think they've is. given their world title to former world champions. Jericho, Moxley, CM Punk, all former WWE world champions. Kenny Omega, no doubt would have been, had he gone to WWE instead of joining with AEW. I don't think anyone questions for a second that he wouldn't have held a world title at some point. He would have been like an AJ Styles type. Page, not so much. Page would have had a lot of working to get to that point. So they've kind of washed Page away in the system and almost proved like, yep, the the ones we anchor on are the same ones that WWE anchored on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's not smart and it doesn't make sense. But Tony Khan, for being a guy who says, I have more money than the WWE and I could lose money every day and still keep this company running forever, is definitely not proving them wrong. You know what I mean? No, I get I want, I wanted to see guys like Paige get that time. You know what I mean? I wanted to see guys like Jungle Boy end up with a surprise win. I wanted Eddie Kingston to have the title off Mox. Like, to me, that would make a statement. That would be like, we are different. But to be all like... Yeah, we'll take their world champion and put it on them, too. It's like, well, you're not different. I don't know. I, I, I see it different, man. I see it on a prestige level. Yeah. You know, I see it on a prestige level. Like, 
and you throwing these belts. And and no, I I get where you're coming from. And again, they should throw them belts on those guys or those originals that bust their ass from day yeah. one. You know, they should give them these opportunities. But at the same time, you have to make the belt as big as possible. Yeah. If you're just throwing it on um, old Joe Schmo, then that just proves we're just smaller scale than the WWE. We need our champion to be somebody that can be a champion over there. It's all about prestige. Yeah, but what you're saying is that WWE had it right all along and didn't miss the mark, right? If they had put the world championship on Miro at some point, let's say, even an ex-WWE guy, but an ex-WWE guy, he never got the world champion, and you put it on like a Miro, and then Paige beats a Miro to get it, you go, oh, shit. Paige could have been a main eventer in WWE, and they just missed the boat on him. You know what I mean? Miro could have been a main eventer at WWE, but they missed the boat on him. But they're not giving it to those types of guys. And that's what kind of frustrates me is just that, like, I want to see them prove the WWE wrong. That's always been part of the thing is, like, here are people who are underutilized. Well, utilize them how we think they should be. Prove that they are. And every time they, they do this, it's like, would there if CM Punk went back to WWE... Is there any doubt that he wouldn't have gotten a WWE title at some point? You know what I mean? Like, he's a made man. I'm not saying... Like I said, it makes sense. I get it. But it was just one more move where it's all like, come on, like, I want to see your guys thrive. You know? I want to see you guys say that our guys are so good that they're beating the guys that the WWE invested in. You know what I mean? Like, if Paige had beat Punk, you'd be like, oh, shit, is Paige better than Punk? You know what I mean? You might look at him a second a second glance. Oh, man. And then, like, you got... And I, and I get where you're coming from because you're one side of the spectrum, but then you look at the other side of the spectrum, like a guy like me that, you know, just got into the AEW scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, dang, he's still a champion? Yeah. It's like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Doing. Like... Like, my gosh, like, okay, I get it. Adam Page is yeah. great. He, y'all, that's your guy, but, my God, you mean to tell me that he beat this guy, this guy, and then CM Punk, too? I, to me, I, I, I might have had checked out and said, ah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's neat. It's neat. Because I do, I do think about it, like, like I because uh, I go to indie shows out here and stuff, and if a dude like John Morrison comes through, he just, like, wins the world title when he comes through. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those things where it's all like, well, he's the biggest name that's ever been in that ring. How are we going to have our guy beat him? You know what I mean? So they'll always have, like, the name guys come in and just beat the biggest guy we have locally because it's like, well, he was on WWE, so he's better. And you're like, yeah, you can always default to he's better because he was on WWE. But you can also make a statement by saying I our guys are better than the guys on WWE. Like, there's a balance. Obviously, you can't just have the WWE guys be jobbers on the – on the indie scene. But if you have like a world champion out here, who's like been undefeated for like two years and then you have a uh, John Morrison come through and not get the title off him. You go, yeah, that's our guy, man. He's so strong. He could do this on the WWE level, but then you have guys like CM Punk just scoop out the title from page and you go, well, 
Oh man, my guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know my guy sucks. Yeah, no. no wonder why they live there. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, but I get it. Like I said, it's not the worst thing. And then CM Punk hurts himself on Dynamite. Oh, 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 God. Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to, here, I'll let you go. I'll go grab my dinner. And yeah, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. About Punk hurting oh. himself? He tried to springboard oh, himself in into the ring. In twisted general. his own ankle because he fell off the top rope when he did it. No one was around him. It wasn't like a thing. He just slipped and fell. And he hurt his his foot real bad, and supposedly there may be a broken toe or something. What the and, hell uh, is going on on Dynamite? Why? <laughs> what the hell did I miss? <laughs> and then on Rampage, Punk comes out, and he says he's going to relinquish the title, but that Tony Khan won't let him relinquish the title. So in turn... They're going to make an interim champion. Here's what, what they did. The fuck? <laughs> Punk needs surgery. He's out. So what they're doing is they said there's going to be a battle royal, and the winner of the battle royal will face John Moxley, and then the winner of the battle royal versus John Moxley will go on to face Tanahashi for the chance to win the world title. So Tanahashi versus whoever wins between Moxley and the Battle Royal winner will have a shot at the title. And this is to me that, that pay-per-view with New Japan. Yeah, Forbidden Door. Here was my problem with it. Because of course I got a problem with it, Shakes. That's how I am, man. I got problems. <laughs> I got problems. <laughs> when they said it was going to be Moxley against the Battle Royal winner, if you went to their website that day, John Moxley was number four in their ranking system. So it's not like, hey, the number one and number two are going to have a match and decide who's going to go, right? They said number four and a battle royal winner. And then when everyone pointed out he was number four, they just dragged his name up. It's like if you went to a restaurant and you said, hey, I'm going to have the $5 burger. And they said, no, it's $8. They're like, no, your sign says $5. And they went, what? Oh, hold on. It's $8 now. $8. <laughs> and then you go, you just fucking, right? So right. That's what you they just did. did that right in front of me. Like, <laughs> you know I'm standing right here, right? My eyes work. I could see it. Yeah, like, that's what they did. They said, oh, he's number four? <laughs> number one. He's number one now. So they just dragged his name to the top, and now he's number one. He didn't get any additional wins. Oh, I actually have that. Good thing you asked. I wasn't prepared for you to ask, but I'm glad you asked, and I'll have it right here. You just got to give me a minute. What are they doing? I just want to say, and while we're waiting for Mark to pull this up, I just want to say that... um, You're going to be pissed when you hear this. Go ahead. I did not get to go to the California debut of AEW, but that's okay. It did hurt, yes, when Tanahashi with the good hair showed up at Rampage. My heart hurt. He, I love that. His hair was glorious. It, oh my God. I couldn't stop staring at it. Well, who, who, I mean, 
everyone loves it. It's beautiful. Remember, I did tell people I got to touch it, and, and it was like petting a, a fucking unicorn. Yeah. No. Dude. With him. Well, okay, no, so. Better than almost any woman. Like, my hair right now puts it to shame. So this is him. what the rankings were on the first. The day they made the announcement. Yay. Number one. Brothers one. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, can, thank can you God. Go oh, good. Yeah, yeah thank God. Sorry. I do like that cannonball move. It's like such a fucking childish move, but it looks good. Um, it looks good. So here were the number one. Here was the contenders. Number one contender, Wardlow. Number two contender, Adam Cole. Number three contender, Hangman Page. Number four, John Moxley, and number five, Jay Lethal. And then when everyone said, what? "Why John Moxley? He's not the number one," and they went, Boop. and as of today, it's John Moxley, Wardlow, Page, Cole, Lethal. They literally just dragged his name to the top. He had one win over Daniel Garcia. Uh, Wardlow had two wins in that case, and Adam Cole won his whole tournament. Page had lost one match, and somehow Moxley just whoop to the top. Because, and this is my only problem with it, is they have the rankings. That's my problem with it. If they didn't have the rankings, and they said, look, Moxley was poised to have a shot, him and Punk had beef, we're going to give him a shot and a battle royal shot, I'd be like, that's kind of a smart way to do that. But when you have a ranking system and you don't say, hey, number one and number two are going to fight it out, or maybe, hey, we'll do number one, number two, and the former champion who just lost. We'll make it a triple threat of number one contender, number two contender, and former champion. I'd say that supers, that's, makes them, that makes sense. Those are the top three ranking guys. But they couldn't even do that because Moxley was number four. They so desperately wanted it to be Moxley that they just put him to the top of the list, said battle yeah, royal winner, really and that's it. To. Really, like, are you really gonna just throw Warlow in that position? Like, after all the stuff he just went through with MJ, I mean, you basically just got your job in the wrestling world. You just got your job. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Throw you, into, you know what I mean? They're gonna mm -hmm. throw you into the to the to the main event like that? No, no. So but I, why I not? See right? What they doing? I think right. he's still gonna be there, but I think they saying okay. Well, win the battle royal, then you'll be there. Make right. him earn it something. Then he shouldn't be number one. You know what I mean? I sort of just mean. My problem where, is the rankings. That's where you dropped the ball. That's where you dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah. shouldn't have you been number that one. by putting him there. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, what they need to do is just say, look, look, we're sorry. The rankings don't mean anything. It's just a thing we did. We thought it'd be fun, yeah, and it's gotten too complex. We're just going to get rid of it. I'd be like, perfect. This all makes sense again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> analytics of it yeah, all. Yeah, analytics. I don't know. Because think about it. I mean, imagine Moxley, Wardlow, and Hangman Page in a triple threat for a number one contender's title spot against Tanahashi or some shit, right? Because Tanahashi gets his guaranteed title shot at Forbidden Door. So say, hey, look, Tanahashi's locked in. You got to figure it out. We're going to put Moxley, Wardlow, and Page in a match, and the winner of that. That'd be sick, dude. But fucking battle royal against your number four spot, and then you move him to number one because you realized you yeah, fucked yeah, up. Just, like fuck yeah, off. Yeah, just, just just slide him up. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is number two. But, um, it's like an Danielson air pump, like the... <laughs> just watching his name go up a little bit at a time. Yeah. Well, there are they are number two in the tag team champion tag team. Which I don't understand how 
Swerve and Keith Lee disappeared from the rankings. Yeah, they're not even there but anymore. Yet, but yet, Crap. my boys. I hate the rankings, there. dude. Uh-huh. I hate the rankings. Yeah, not even a tag team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, that Hobbs and Starks match on Rampage was like two and a half minutes long, and they put a promo in picture in picture during it. So you didn't even get to see half the, the short match. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-mm. No. So confused. But my friend and I'll did tell you. ticket too. Yeah. It was funny. He was like, he filmed some things. He sent me a video because he was at, um, he went to, I think he went to one of the pay-per-views. Or he, it's either that or he went to Texas. And when he, he had like front row, uh, not hard cam side. And it was funny because he was like, he'd filmed Ricky and he goes, Ricky, Amanda loves you. Amanda loves you. Like, oh, really? God. Hilarious. He was, jo- he was joking around, right? I don't think he was very loud, but Kevin's a big guy. But anyways, it was funny. He did the same thing again to me. <laughs> like, Jesus. But yeah, no, that was, that was the match that we didn't need to, to see. So it was can I, yeah. Can I go on my fill? Yeah. Yeah, talk about CM Punk and what you feel about it. Because that was my problem with it, is that they just use the rankings superfluously and just abolish it and move on. Because it would have been clever if you didn't have the rankings. But since you have the rankings, you're spitting in our face for doing it this way. But go ahead, talk about how CM Punk hurt his own, broke his own toe, falling off the top rope, trying to do a springboard for no fucking reason against a couple of jobbers. Where do I start? Um, I'm going to go back to Double or Nothing. I thought Tony would do the right thing. And that would be give Hangman, let him keep the belt. That would have been the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back in time, I know that that was not what Punk was on Punk's radar. But now all of a sudden you want a fucking belt? Excuse me, yep. sir? Excuse me? Uh, no. Okay. Second, and I am not saying this. I'm going to pref. I should have prefaced this before I start talking. It's not because I'm hashtag Team Cabana. This is just what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of bothers me because, again, Hangman was the one that everybody thought would be champ. Yeah. And I know that had he not gone to AEW, if he had re-signed with Ring of Honor, I honestly really think that he would have been the heavyweight champion, the next one. And he would have read that out for a while because he was on that kind of a role. Um, He started to do New Japan. He didn't get to do, you know, the G1. It was almost there, but they didn't want to take a shot on putting someone who's not going to be around with Ring of Honor, you know, potentially. So I think that, you know, there's other things I think that I would see Punk more so wanting than a belt, like actually going to Japan and being in one of those tournaments, you know. But Punk as usual, all about himself. So fast forward Mm -hmm. to that Wednesday and that match, you know, there's a lot of hype about it. Like, yes, he and FDR have those same philosophies. But he's 
in right now, and even I would say in his heyday, I don't think he's as good as FTR or was as good. So that's a, yeah. that's a lot of shoes to fill. Right. You know, did you even see on Rampage the match he had or Dynamite the match he had on Dynamite? He was terrible in it. He was. Punk was, was the off worst on everything. Yeah. He it was he was super like he didn't touch anybody. He was like nope. miscalculating Mrs. everything. Watched. It was insane. As I'm watching my you know producer lady is watching with me, and she's watching and she's all like, "That's the world champion." And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "She goes, look, I haven't seen a lot of punk matches, but like, fuck, he's like not good at all." I was like, "It's." I started speculating this, so here's my thought. Maybe a lot of people give Kevin Dunn a lot of shit for having a lot of camera cuts and for shaking the camera during strikes. Mm-hmm. Do you think they got to a point in their training where people were just so goddamn bad at it that Kevin Dunn had to produce it in a way to make it look better? Because in WWE, you never see shit like that. But maybe it's because he doesn't let you see shit like that. Because it's not like these guys haven't been in WWE. They... Can they all be getting worse is what I'm saying. I don't think they can all be getting worse. I think that WWE has done a masterful job of protecting all of them for always. Does that make sense? That's my thought at least. Well, also remember that Phil hasn't wrestled in years. Mm -hmm. And we all saw his UFC run. What a joke. Anyways. But not only just that too, but I don't think he trained at all before coming back. No, I, didn't, I don't think so. Yeah. Now, had he done that, might maybe it might be a different story, because he was so gassed when he came back and all this other shit that it's just like, man, I you know, this looked like it was probably a good promo. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this, Casey and um, um, Braun Breaker. Um, yeah. anyways, so fast forward a little bit to when I saw that injury, I'm like, oh, so that's it. Or what's in my mind is he had this injury before all of this. Yeah. And maybe before double or nothing. You think with and... the foot? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because I was really? watching Dynamite pretty closely. Because I, I watched Dynamite today and I'd known about everything already. Mm-hmm. I was watching pretty mm-hmm. closely. And he comes off the top for that springboard that he fucks up. Mm-hmm. And he immediately like winces and then but you maybe. see him do a move or two and then he starts favoring mm-hmm. his foot and then you see him look at, up at the sky and just go like fuck did, and I'm did all you like, watch mm-hmm. the, the match rough at, yeah. at uh, um, double or nothing oh I did not watch double or nothing I don't watch any okay. of those matches so see, I do want to see Deeb and, and Thunder Rosa so see, but, here's the thing ahead. yeah go ahead that's probably why you're saying what you're saying though cause see I agree with Amanda that injury happened way before you think? if you notice in that match um and, uh, and when you go back and watch it you'll see it their legs kept buckling when they mm. tried to do the um buckshot larry both of them mm-hmm. yeah both of them yeah so I, I i believe that um cm punk was hurt hmm. right. even if he was hurt at double or nothing or he didn't disclose it to tony that threw a huge. That really throws a huge monkey wrench in things. Now, I don't know why people aren't up in arms about what the fuck. You know, did this really, really happen, or what? What's going on? Because honestly, the way I see it is, 
could have kept it on Hangman. Yeah. Because if it was a, an injury even prior to double or nothing. Well, you know. What if? But what if it was aggravated prior to double or nothing, but on Dynamite he tipped it over the edge? You know what I mean? Because when you work injured, you just injure it worse. You know what I mean? I wonder if he thought like, oh, I can yeah. work through it, I can work through it, and then on Dynamite he lands funny and goes, well, that popped, so done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know. Shakes, are you over there rolling? Probably. Are you rolling over there, Shakes? No, no. (laughs) Actually, about to make me something to eat real quick. I have no shame. I'm eating my macaroni and cheese. Um, I just had a couple almonds. My bad. Oh, goodness. But it is the main event, and we aren't going to go all night. I don't want to keep here, Shakes, here forever, but I do like where we're talking about stuff. So we'll, we'll. Yeah. All right. So, Phil, that. What? Little speech. Oh, yeah. His fucking phony ass pretend to cry speech, self indulgent. I don't, okay. Go ahead. First of all, I want to make this comment. I want to finish this pay per view with y'all as well. So I'll just finish it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. I'm out. Um, I'm <laughs> I, I feel because it was very timely. I don't know who's a better actor, Amber Heard or CM Punk. The fake kind of tears the it, the melodramatics i'm like i saw this for weeks in that johnny Depp trial okay mm-hmm. punk i don't buy it i had no sympathy look little violin playing no yeah. but it wasn't until somebody on twitter and i was tagged in it so i saw it was like somewhere colt cabana is clutching a voodoo doll and yeah. sitting and cackling and sitting in the basement of pro wrestling teeth, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. I sure he sure probably is. Sure probably is. But I think You should that... make up a little twine voodoo doll and then put like a little red lightning bolt on the front and send it to him so he can make a little video with it. I will. <laughs> Actually I was gonna I think maybe crocheting one would be good because oh. then it looks really authentic. But anyways. Or he might be Amanda. You know, yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. Just humor me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, like, do it with a cameo it. logo in the corner, and then they'll think you didn't have any part of it. <laughs> no. They're going to be, though, who was it for? It was for her? Oh, yo, no. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> no. So I was left with the. God damn. Damn. Bronson's Why didn't you keep it on Hangman? And then I was like, everyone has good tans. Bravo, NXT 2.0. Everyone has terrific tans on this paper. Yeah. NXT's tans are on point. They're very on point today. Um, uh, AEW, no. They're still kind of orange. But anyways. Yep. Um, but I kind of sat back and was like, this is why you keep it on Hangman. Because honestly, he's been around now, what, six months? Maybe more, maybe less? Less than six months for sure. Okay. Because I know at the last time they did a scrim and he was being interviewed, I can't remember what it was for. But anyways, when he made the comment about someone had asked about um, like people in the back, 
and he was like, yeah, you know, he mentioned there's, you know, there's some who, yeah, we know who he was talking about. And I think part of why um, Colt was not around too was, I think, because Tony's real big, oh, it gets a hard on for CM Punk. Yeah. Like, he probably was like, I don't want him here. Yeah. He's going to yeah. make a toxic environment. And I honestly feel that's probably why things happen the way they do. And what you and I were talking about earlier about the Bucks and going back yeah. for for Colt. And it makes sense to me. It all makes because sense Because to when Tony, and this goes, it ties back with MJF. I can't if wait Tony... for the rise and fall of AEW documentary that talks about how Jericho and CM Punk collectively destroyed AEW. It's going to be the greatest yeah. documentary known to man. And not only just that too, <laughs> but but you know, I think now now is really the time for Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, to yeah. really consider doing this because. That, and I, you know what? I think the Bucks would hightail it out of AEW. Like, we don't need this. We don't need to be executive vice presidents. For what? We don't do anything. It's just a title and some money. They can make their own money during merch. If they go back to doing what they were doing, hardcore, yeah. You know, they don't don't need that shit. Casey's got the best facials, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, like he just yeah. elbowed him and just smiled in the camera. Oh yeah, he's get. Oh my god, I remember when he first started doing this act. I was like, oh, I don't know, but damn, shit, it's gotten so good. Um, so I think that Tony's got a lot of egg on his face because mm. you have. He's probably got a lot of punk spunk too. I'm just kidding. Keep going. I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said M, that. that boxes, everybody. <laughs> they all circle jerk back CM Spunk. And Gorilla. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will say. Shakes that, is like, damn it. Damn it. What kind of show is this? <laughs> professional. <laughs> Not so. I love We're it. journalists. We're journalists. I love it. Like, just like everybody in these media scrims. I don't know why you're there, Denise Sal- uh, Salcedo. Anyways, I'm going to go But look look at it. Like with MJF. MJF was one of his boys. Yeah. He was in love with MJF back yeah. in the day. He was in love with him. He, was in, he loved himself some Sammy Guevara. I think he still does, but I don't know why. But anyways. Uh, but the people who he liked. And he used to be a big pro Janela guy. Yeah. What happened? And, yeah. you know, the inevitable happened. And I think that when you fall out of Tony's favor, you get the boo. Now, I'm wondering with MJF, who are these other people that he's saying kind of feel the same way? Because he said that. I don't think he said in the promos or anything, but I know he said that he's not the only one. So I'm wondering who. That's an interesting thought because the one who I will say this, I have a feeling it starts is one of them because he doesn't toe the line. Like Hobbs toes the line. 
Hobbs definitely toes the line. I have an issue with that myself, but he toes the line. Um, people like, look at Chuck Taylor. When was the last team he wrestled? And I know he's not injured. That's well, in defense, he's never like successfully wrestled. He just gets in the ring. He's always been annoying. <laughs> that gets annoying. He's always been annoying. <laughs> if you're around the PWG people, they would tell you, fucking Chuck. Man. All right. Yeah, but all right. But think yeah. about it. I think I do think there's something up to it. I do think there's something's going on with with Punk and Jericho in the back, and I do think it's making an influence. That's what, and that's kind of what I meant about when they put the, yeah. the title on Punk. My first mm-hmm. thought was that is so a huge funny. highlight in diversion from the original. Because I was at the Double or Nothing Starcast uh, with all their the very first Double this or Nothing. Guy is weird. Oh yeah, Joe Gacy's <laughs> lunatic. Yes. Um, That's what happens when you're a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? Yeah, I was at the first ever Double or Nothing where they were doing all the media things where it was all like, this is what AEW is going to be. This is what it means. This is what it's going to be like. This is, what we're, this is our vision. I was hearing from the Young Bucks and Cody and all them. I don't think I saw Tony Khan at all. Uh, but none of that stuff came to fruition the way that they talked about it. And I think CM Punk being the champion over Paige is like one more step in that something's shifting in the back and i was joking when i said do you think cody rhodes left because he heard punk was going to win the title but i do think that there's potentially some reality to cody seeing such a shift from what they thought it was going to be and seeing where it's going to be all like you know what i'm gonna let this baby bird fly and i'm gonna do i'm gonna do me i'm gonna do what i want to make my legacy solidified and the one thing i never did that has always irked me was I never proved to them I could be on top. I'm going to go be on top over there. Because he'd also, in a in a plight to try to please the fans, said, I will never be world champion in AEW, so much so that they made that stipulation early on. And then he was just fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's thinking about how is he going to get out of it? How is he going to get out of it? In his mind, he was never going to get out of it. He was like, no, 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 I gave him my word. Like, I can't do anything about it yeah. now. <laughs> like, So... So yeah, so I was joking about it, but I think there might be uh there might be a realistic aspect of the company has shifted away from what he originally thought and it made it easier for him to walk away at the very least. Um said it on episode one. Yeah. That was my feeling. Uh, and I think the Bucks are starting to feel that way too. Yeah. Uh Thunder oh yeah. I mean they've been behaving weird lately. And not like normal weird. Yeah. Shakes, overall, what do you think of the Double or Nothing pay-per-view? Apart from it being 34 hours with 98 matches. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Really. Um, again, I, I spoke about the uh, anarchy in the arena. I was intrigued by that one. Um, just because, like, it, it was, but, like, it was just so many weird things about that match. Like, why is the theme music playing like 15 minutes throughout the whole match? I'm like, this wild thing song is still playing, and they're just Ego. fighting. It, it, it was. Ego. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, like, I paid so much money for this. Oh my god, I gotta play it. Play it. Play it over and over. Yeah. Your record's broken, pal. Uh, what no, do you think of Eddie it was Kingston? In a loop and everything. Yeah. Go ahead, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I hate that. I think about Kingston. 
Yeah, what do you think about Kingston? Oh, because we were talking earlier about how we think that the rug got pulled underneath him. He's been really punked out, made to look really weak and weird about shit. And this felt like them really trying to rebuild his credibility. We aren't sure if it hit or miss on that, right? She didn't buy into it. I didn't see it. What did you feel? How do you feel about Kingston in general? One of the best talkers, but can never back up what he says. This promo that he had, it was right before the the pay-per-view actually started. It was money. Mm. It was a money promo. Oh, my God. I, you know, let me... Let me just go, right? Let me just go for a second, right? Because I've seen him since um, since TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I never got it. I never seen it. Like, you know, people always are big on him. They, they like, you know, and they keep saying Kingston, Kingston, Kingston. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But when I see him, I'm like, okay, what do fucking do? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't really see it. And I'm telling you this promo. Now I seen it. I seen the magic. Yeah. And this promo that he did was so. It was kind of disturbing, shit. right? But that's Joe where Gacy just it was, pulled it was the fucking so Eddie Guerrero. Um, Braun Breaker and another ref came out to stop Daryl from having to disqualify Braun. They're doing this really good, dude. Like this is. Mm-hmm. I am watching. I didn't mean to cut you off like that. No, Chase, you good. You good. This I, finish I, I, of this I, match I right now is fucking oh killer. Oh, oh come oh, on, get him small package. Oh, oh no, he rolls dude. out. Oh, that's what they call it—a small little package. Yeah, it's a small package. Yeah, Ron gets a little package. Clothesline on him. He's taking off his straps. Strap on, that's straps it. off. That's it. <laughs> what? You know the business. What? I'm commentating. You're not doing it. Spear, spear, spear! Fuck out, spear, spear through the table. God damn! Wait, did they move <laughs> the table? I feel like they moved the table down. forward. Yeah, how'd they get away from the table so fast? Those guys got away from it fast. Yeah, but it also seemed like it was closer to the ring than usual. It was right. way closer to the ring, yeah. Really was. So, like, Vic Joseph and Wade Baird are, like, moving the table, pu- just pushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, They're like, what was that noise? Itch, you didn't hear a little anything. bit closer, just right there. That's perfect, yeah. And everything's unplugged, mysteriously. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously, I'll, I'll I'll get back to this. I just want to see this ending of this. Oh, I know. I think if Braun loses, he goes to the main roster. And if he doesn't, why? Seriously. Okay, so to get back to the Kingston thing, um, you know, like I was saying, I I finally seen that magic in this promo, and his promo, it was a little disturbing, but I think that was the aim. That was mm. the mark to be so disturbing that you're like, oh, wow, I don't, is he okay? You know, like, you yeah. know, because uh, beginning of it, he, he's drinking. In the beginning of the promo, he's drinking. And he's like, and he says something that I'm going to, I'm stealing that line, Kingston. I'm sorry. 
I'm going to be saying that line for a long time now. But he says, I drink to chase away my, or to drown my demons, but they know how to swim. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. I said, woo. That was cold, man. Yeah, that was cold, man. <laughs> that was cold. Yeah, that that whole thing. He said, "Man, why?" He said, "Oh I'm shit, you, Tony." Joe Gacy blows. He low blows him. No. Uh, and oh, and he out. still kicks out. Kicks out. Oh, that man has a family. <laughs> Sorry, this is. This is yeah, great. Eddie Kingston on the mic is cold, dude. He is so good. Man. He's so good. When we saw him yeah. at NWA, he had to beg. He had to like. The, he had the crowd in the palm of his hand so much they started chanting "stab him up" because he was like talking shit on someone. And everyone's oh, like, "Stab and then, him!" And let me finish on that, right? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because I'm sorry, but you know, in that oh, promo, he said yeah. so much, right? And he was saying and blaming Tony. Yeah. He blaming everybody else. He's like, I didn't want to. Get to this point. Oh, spear. Ooh, fuck, spear. Oh! Spear! Spear! The spear! That's it. Calm down. <laughs> it's Jim Ross. He says, um. I know, but. He says, um. It's not Jim till you say Oriental. That's it. That that's is. true. Oh, Two, my God. Three. That's it. Fuck. But, um. Yeah, he says, you know, I didn't want to get to this point. And y'all made me go here. And I hate y'all for making me go here. Because mm-hmm. this is something that I wanted to bury for a long time, right? And then oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, match, yeah. right? In the match, this is why I'm in my last point of it. But in the match, which was so funny and crazy to me, but he's, you know, throughout it, they all bloody, they beating up. And out of nowhere, he comes down. With a tank of gasoline. And not only pours it on Jericho, he's pouring it on Daniel Bryan too. He's like, he's just pouring it all over the place. And then he just goes in his pocket and about to light it. Like, oh my. <laughs> but, they, but I hated the fact they didn't do anything with it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What, what, what was, was the crazy. point? It was crazy. Because it, it, was mean, almost, it, it almost got out of hand. And for, you know, Daniel Bryan to just intervene, and then they start fighting, and they start scrapping, where I think Moxley had to try to break them up. That was just, uh, yeah, I, I love that match, man. That, that match was, what was, funny was crazy. It about, was I don't know if you thought this was funny. I thought this was funny at the end of the match when Moxley was in the barbed wire, and he was just chilling, it stuck in the barbed wire. For like forever, it seemed, and I'm like, oh my god! And then when they're trying to get him out of it, he's he was seriously stuck in there. It was kind yeah. of funny to me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because he couldn't even help. Um, when they was choking mm-hmm. uh Brian out, yeah, when uh, and mm-hmm. I that was that looked blatant as hell. I was like, oh my god! Yeah. But you know, when they was choking him out, I'm like, dang, he can't even help him because he's just stuck. Mm-hmm. He's done. <laughs> he's he's a, he's out of the match. He's out of commission on that. So yeah, it, that match was great. Yeah, and I that's, think. That's a good pay-per-view. So, yeah, I think it didn't. It didn't do Eddie any good. He still looks like a bitch, but even worse than that. 
Here's the problem. And they keep it, having Eddie say these fucking banger lines, and he sounds like such a fucking badass. And then he goes mm-hmm. out there and just gets his ass handed to him. He fucking falls asleep because of sparklers. Like, they just have him look like an idiot. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, Sparkler Kate. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, Shakes was talking about, like, he brought a can of gasoline out. And he was pouring it on people. Brought the lighter up, but nothing ever became of it. It's like, what the fuck was that? You know? I'm like, I, 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 I was just like, oh, this is a shit show. You know, yeah. that went on way too long because... I don't know. I don't think those two dudes, the two, whatever they're called, 2.0, they're annoying as fuck. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're getting that Jericho rub. Yeah, yo, man. Uh, what's yeah. the dude that, he, he kind of looked like um, Brutus the Barber Beacon. Y'all remember Brutus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, no, talking but... about the the one guy from the 2.0, the one who says has a oh, stupid okay. voice. Bye, all yeah. y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I know you're not talking about Daniel Garcia. That's the only one of those guys that has no, talent. No. And and he when he came out on Rampage and cut his or Dynamite and cut his little promo, he had all these fucking cut marks where he cut himself so clearly. And you're like, like look at his head from those battle wounds. I was like, it's clearly half inch Homeboy. cut marks from where he he did it. Like <laughs> Homeboy bladed. Yeah. yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. And like, come on now, you know the curtain. We're not stupid. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, but, just don't mention it, and I'll see it and go like, "Oh man, his head's cut up." But when you yeah. say it, I'm gonna have to start looking at it and be like, "Well, <laughs> no, it's like Sprinkler Gate, Sprinkler Gate." When that happened, and those sparklers, sprinkler sparklers, when that happened, I'm like, "Why are they making this like it was the most dangerous thing in the world?" It was like, "Boop, boop," and you had more pyro in someone's entrance. I never understood that, but. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. It it did go on a little bit too long. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Go ahead, hit it. Talking about Dave and Rosa? Well, I want you to watch it first before we talk about Dave and Rosa. Um, To be be fair. Shakes, did you like Dave and Rosa? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was a real scrappy type of fight. And I liked it. I loved it. Thunder Rosa is amazing. Like a Latin, Latina, real Latino fight, right? Yep. yep. They, mm-hmm. they brawl. They brawl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guess what? I was mm. right. The promo is still up somewhere. If you go to watchwrestling.ai to Dynamite, oh. and it is... I'll Send, exactly what time tweet tweet the link to them. Not like... DM it to him. I'll DM it. Shakes NYG. Oh, I know. I'm following him. Yeah, well, I'm putting him over on the show. Like we're, like, we're live. Like, people can hear it. So, so I'm saying Oh, it. that's right. Oh, yeah. excuse me. It's not just a Christ. <laughs> uh, so what was the thing you wanted to mention that we didn't talk about before we wrap this up? Okay. Can I say I was very disappointed in we didn't hear and knew? With those damn stupid two in the tag team. Because I was disappointed that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy held on to the titles myself. Yeah, I felt I was, like any was, team but them I would have been happy with. Yeah, and that's how I felt too. Obviously one in, more in particular than the other. Yes. But, but Luchasaurus I thought was very botchy as usual in that match. He's not a good wrestler and I don't understand 
why Tony Khan has put so much stock into him. Because honestly, like, I've seen Jungle Boy wrestle for a long time. He's good by himself. He doesn't need this fucking sideshow gimmick over here, you know? And I really think that, you know, you've got four men that are very talented. Because I will say this. Everybody shined in that except for Luchasaurus. And I'm not saying because I don't like him. You could tell. He was in a league... He was way out of his league yeah. in that match. And Swerve was like ring general in there. Mm. I think that he really controlled that whole thing, and I thought it was amazing. Um, so, and I think that Ricky brought in the, you know, the like kind of the comic relief with it. I will say that was funny when uh, I didn't realize until after it was the part where he's walking the ropes and Jungle Boy's yeah, bottom. He was dancing. And he was, um. no, but he blew a kiss to somebody. And was like doing his little butt jiggle, which, by the way, producer lady, I'm gonna fi- I have to find him, given that no one's done it yet. But anyways, I didn't realize he was doing that to Jungle Boy's mom and his sister. Oh, yeah. So that makes That's sense. Like Jack pulled the rope, and he, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, what do you think of the tag yeah. match shakes? Oh, same. I agree with Amanda. Um... Swerve did his thing in that match. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the reason why is because of uh, on the Luchasaurus thing. Because, I mean, it's impressive to have a big man move the way he does. You know, like... The he's the worst moving big man way. there, though. Yeah, he is. Maybe, like, you know, he can no, kick No, he's not that great. That. He can kick and no. stuff. <laughs> he can kick. <laughs> he can kick. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> nice little roundhouse <laughs> kick, you know, known for that one. You know, it's pretty impressive, right? So I think that's why mm-hmm. you know they like him. But um, no, the match was great. Again, um, great moments. Just like she just mentioned when he was on the rope dancing. I didn't know that as well, so that makes it even more funnier. So um, yeah, I agree ring general there by Swerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moves that he was bringing out in that match is oohs and ahs the whole time. It's oohs and ahs. So, we were saying earlier that it felt like that the... Actually won the match, but go ahead. It felt like also the triple threat before that match. Um, I don't remember if we were able to, to squeeze you on the show that we talked about that or not, or if we just talked about it in general, but we felt like Swerve was running that match too. Like, I feel like that he's really. I think since leaving WWE, he's got a little bit more cockiness to him, but he's backing it up. And I think he's walking to that ring saying, like, trust me on this. And he's getting people through it, and they're right to trust him on it. Sometimes people walk out of there with a cockiness. And then you see them do stuff, and you go, look, man, you're not hot shit. Maybe calm down a little bit, right. and let's listen to everybody, right? Right. You ain't all that. Man. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. But right. with Swerve, mm-hmm. I feel like he walked out, and he was kind of like, I'm pretty sure I'm hot shit. And then he's going out there being like, hey, guys, do what I say. And then everyone goes, oh, shit. Jesus hot shit, actually. Like, he's not letting anyone down on it, and I think that's fucking cool. No. <clears throat> that's why that treat the um 
the match with him and Jungle Boy and Starks was so good is because yeah. of that. Because it really brought out everybody's, all of, you know, the good stuff that makes each of these guys great. So, and I also want to say Keith Lee did not look winded. Mm. He looked actually pretty good. So I was shocked about that. I was like, very good. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Shakespeare. Did you like? Who... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, um, I didn't, because y'all y'all keep saying that he looks out of shape, and you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big Keith Lee fan, but I like him and I root for him. So I like him a lot. You know, when I see him, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah, he may have been a little bit out of weight, you know, and that's fine, you know, he he was sitting on the couch for a second, you know, but no, right. But, it's not even the weight. It's the cardio. And there's a difference. You look at guys like Kevin Owens or Vader or Bam Bam or even like Haystocks Calhoun if you go way back. Like, you look at dudes like, like I mean, even look at Samoa Joe now versus Samoa Joe right when he left NXT. He had that match with Karrion Cross, and he was just so winded so fast. And you're like, dude, his match against Brock Lesnar is fucking killer. It's not about their size. It's about their able, their ability to carry their size. And like you said, Keith Lee was sitting around for a while. Well, now we got to sit through watching him catch his breath back, and that's not fun to watch sometimes because you feel bad. You know what I mean? And but we're rooting for him. I like the guy a lot. I like Keith Lee a lot. Like, I love Keith Lee. Yeah. Once they let him go, I immediately went to go see what was on clearance. I was like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with me, I still have my um, my Keith Lee shirt I got from him, um, where he's kind of like Godzilla. Anyways. Oh, that's Um, cool. Which was cool. And he had three different colors. Actually, four different colors. I took the red one. He had blue, he had yellow, and I think he had purple. Yellow's disgusting. No one likes yellow. Anyways. Well, it wasn't the shirt was yellow. The artwork was black, white, and yellow. You know? Well, I'm just letting you know people don't like yellow toys and shit. Whatever. But no, with Keith Lee, man, before he went, he was... Oh, God. That guy could go. Oh, yeah. You know? And... Yeah, and then it kind of is like, you know. Yeah, we could give you a couple matches of Keith Lee to watch, and you would suddenly become a Keith Lee dude. You would be like, oh, shit, this guy. And then you'd see why we're going like, this isn't the same dude as before. And I think maybe it's possible he got COVID. I know people in his family did, so maybe he's struggling with lung stuff after that, possibly catching his breath. What do you think, Shakes, about Adam Cole and Britt Baker winning the Owen Hart Cup title belt? Predictable. Predictable. <laughs> um, my favorite part is that Rancid played Ruby Soho to the ring, and everyone talked about it. My timeline blew up about it. And then the mm-hmm. the guitarist for Fozzie played out Britt Baker. I didn't see a peep about it. No one mentioned that at all. No one cared. No, no one, one gave cared. a shit about Fozzie's guitarist. I loved it. That was my favorite Ooh. part. Fuck Fozzie. Goddamn. And, you gotta and, love Rancid. And he was doing and, you know, so much, too, man. <laughs> like, he was following her and dancing. And he was he was into it. He was in his own world. Like, I'm like, okay, he really loves his work. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to me to see Lars Fredrickson, like, yeah. Playing someone's entrance in pay per view, and I see him almost like once a month at West Coast Pro, and I'm like, mm. you know? Yeah. 
totally cool. I only really have one more question for you guys, and, and we can call last call uh, um, if you guys are good with it, unless you, there's something you guys are thinking about you wanted to, to mention. Uh, just because I didn't see it, I wanted to get your guys' take. Paige Van Zant made her in-ring debut. How did she hold up? I know she was in there with Tay Conti, so it's like tough because Tay Conti is not good enough to carry anybody in the ring. Tay Conti's not even good enough to be in the ring, if you ask me. Like She should definitely be training off screen for a while. But with that in mind, with the struggles that Paige would have had, how did Paige do as her first outing? I'll start with uh, Shakes and then Amanda. Well, I would have liked to hear Amanda first because I didn't even know who she was. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, okay. so I didn't know. But I did see the match. And to speak on the match, um, she wasn't that impressive. But again, like you said, Ty Conti ain't Come that impressive at all. Like, you ain't really going to get too much to judge. Mm. You know, like, that that wasn't a good introduction for her, you know. Okay. Like, for me, that didn't even know who she was. But know that they were talking her up. So I'm like, okay, so who is she, right? Yeah. yeah. And then when I seen her, I was like, okay, so who is she? <laughs> Here's the interesting thing about her is that she was part of America's top team, but she was she's a mediocre UFC fighter. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but her win loss record is not impressive. She's just one of the prettiest UFC fighters, so she has a massive fan base. She's got a super popular OnlyFans. Like so I was really curious because she is really athletic, and you don't get in the UFC if you just flat out suck. Even if you're middle grade UFC, you could beat the shit out of anyone you bump into. You know what I mean? Like, she's a badass. I don't want to fight her. But she's also not what Ronda Rousey was. She's not what uh, Amanda Nunez was. She was a fighter who would show up, win some, lose some. All the time. Win this one, lose that one, lose another one, win one. That's just kind of how she always was. But people were interested and invested because... She was very pretty, and it was like a Barbie doll in there punching people in the face. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. And then my second thought on it was that Gangrel was the one who was training her. And he said in an interview, someone asked, like, hey, what's it like training Paige Van Zandt? Is she really passionate about it? And his response was, she's pretty much in it for the money. Like, I wouldn't say she's passionate. And I was like, whoa. And then he goes, he goes well, I don't want to say she's, like, not passionate because she's definitely giving a lot of effort. So I don't want to say it like that, uh, but yeah, it's fun training her. And I was like, okay, so she's clearly like, hey, maybe I could do this and not have my face deformed and have to do no surgery from time to time, right? Which then leads to, hey, super athlete, how, how is that going to look? Like, it could be good, right? Shayna Baszler was not a overly successful MMA fighter. Thunder Rosa had, I think, two MMA fights and lost them both, like doesn't mean you're going to be bad in ring, right? That's all I'm saying is that, like, you can be a badass and not be at the highest level of fighting and still be amazing in ring. So that's why that's why where my curiosity came from. And that's, for you, Shakes, a little bit of background to who she is. So, Amanda, what would you think of her first outing with dead weight like Tay Conte? You know, <clears throat> bless Tay Conte. I didn't make her True. dead weight. She, well, she I'm is. in trouble because I, mean, I called it. it. No, pretty soon that you I don't call be it nice. down the middle. I'm yeah. a rep. I'm, I'm a rep. I You're have to call nice. it down the middle. 
He's being nice. They're worse things he could say. Way Trust me. I, say. I, I know. I know what he's thinking, <laughs> yeah. and he's not going to say it. He, he walks <laughs> in the middle. I don't. I don't give a fuck. But no. She kind of made Paige look like Paige kind of knew what she was doing. Nice. Now, what I was very disappointed well, I'd say in. a sandbag, but it's more like a litter bag because you want to shit in it. Okay, Zach. What? <laughs> Sorry. She's like egging me on. Guys, I apologize for her behavior. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. You go for this lady. I'm sad you're not mic'd up. <laughs> but I, Ty Conti is supposedly some, I don't know, medal-winning jiu-jitsu, Brazilian right. jiu-jitsu type of chick. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be good, you know, because there's mm-hmm. the, the elements. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't isn't um, Paige Van Zandt a Gracie person? I don't know what that word was. Gacy or whatever it is. Um, the guy that... Um, the guy that Eve Torres had married is this big MMA. They come from a big MMA family. Okay. I mean, it's very possible. Gacy I don't know is, that much. I yeah. I literally told you I, everything I, don't, I know I don't, about I don't either. But <laughs> obviously they do that kind of training too. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, that's going to be good. There's going to be some... Because that, that's both... Their element. Yeah. We didn't see that. So I was like, oh. That's weird. Um, Because that's a good point. Sometimes when you have, like, two fighters, they'll be like, fuck it, just punch me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would be curious. Yeah. But I would be curious to see Paige versus Marina Shafir. Yeah. Yes. Because that's a good test, too. I think Marina Shafir is so fucking badass. She, She truly is one of the ones... As much as I defend because of I'm a homer for for WWE and I'm totally biased and I know it, Marina Shafir is definitely one that they 100% dropped the ball on. And I don't know why. Yeah, Maybe it was her attitude. Maybe there's a reason they had to. But she is so, so good when I've seen her live. I saw her blood sport. And she was the one person in that whole little clique that they never utilized at all. Except like twice in the Raw Underground, and she was the most impressive woman in the whole time they did it. Yeah. So she's one that I definitely, I agree. She could be fucking money. Oh, yeah. But I will say, with I think with Marina Shafir, a lot of it is after she had the baby. Mm -hmm. That could have been a lot of, that could have been a part of it, too. But, um, whatever. But, um, so, but take hockey. There were two great things in the match. When she accidentally punched Sammy in the balls, I was great. I was on the floor crying. It was amazing. And the most amazing was when Sammy super kicked her in the face. And it was just as hard as the one he did at AAA. And I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, bitch went down. And I, nice. <laughs> nice. I think everybody around the world was laughing. When <laughs> it was just like, Wee! cool. Um, you know? <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I but I will say that the match was really kind of useless. Mm. You know, well, I mean, who are you really? It wasn't. Who are yeah, you and that's you why know? my only question was, how did Paige do? Because for me, there was no, there was nothing at all interesting about anything going into it, other than Paige's first yeah. match. So it was like, how did she do? Everything else be damned. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything else that either of you guys wanted to, to talk about AEW or NXT at all? Like, Shakes, was there anything that you wanted to bring up? Mm, no, because I didn't even watch Dynamite, so 
a lot of so. stuff happened after that pay-per-view that I got to go ahead and catch up on. I yep. know. I, so. I said a couple link. things were big, and you went, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm you have a link now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got to see that mm-hmm. promo, dude. Yeah, watch that. Yeah, text me Hot when you see fire. it because it's fire. Hot fire, man. No, uh, um, I do want to say this. Hookhausen is very overrated. I was going to ask about it. them, but I just I, – I looked at it for a while, and I was like, I just don't think I care enough to know how they even did on the buy-in. Like, I, were they you fun know what? at all? No. I, I'm not at all. Even Shake's saying, though. Like, and he likes some goofy shit. I like goofy shit. <laughs> That's true. You like Wendy Chu. That's true. Hi, Cocobana. How you doing? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it, I don't know. There was something about it that just looked like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I wonder about Hook sometimes. He's He's good for what he does, but... I'm like, mm. yeah. but he's gotten over so hardcore with everybody. Yeah, I think that he's one of the homegrowns that everybody loves and is invested in. Have you noticed they've yeah. pulled back on Orange Cassidy some since Hook and and Danhausen have been doing stuff? Orange Cassidy's injured. You say that like he was a dude who wrestled every week. He was. That motherfucker came out all the time and stared at people and disappeared. Like, he could easily keep doing that. Danhausen was injured when they signed him and they rolled him out in a wheelchair. Like, I keep hearing, because that's what I mean. They're pulling him back on Orange Cassidy, and I've heard from everyone go, well, he's injured. Well, what did he do when he was not wrestling? Because he wrestled, like, four matches in two years. Like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying they could still utilize him. That's all I'm saying, is that there's a way to utilize him where he's not... Right. Right? Bret Hart had a broken leg, and he still ran the Hart Foundation for a year out of a wheelchair. And took a super kick to the face with a broken leg and fell out of the wheelchair. Because Bret Hart's a badass. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy, I don't think it's a badass like that. So come on. Fireballing. Be real. Yeah. Because I'm a wizard. Um, again, I'm posing this to anybody out there. I want someone to give uh, Jericho, go make him a wizard wand at the Harry Potter thing at Universal, either Florida or in uh, California, and give it to him. Why? Because he's a wizard. That's a good point. If I was if I was a fan of Jericho's, I would have done it, but I'm not. That makes sense. That's a lot of money to waste. Makes sense. And make a holster. So you have it on the Yeah, and make a holster. You can whip it out and, you know, yeah. That, yeah, that would be cool. But, yeah. whatever. But, no, I see what you're saying about Orange Cassidy. But I told, I tell you, the Trent Beretta, they need to bring Rocky Romero back full time. Rapungi Vice, that's where the money is. That was because cool. Because everybody knows who's smart, that Trent Beretta is the one. He's the one. That made the best friends. He's the one who yeah. took all of the bumps and he took everything. Well, you, know? you say that like the best friends weren't insufferable. I am saying that Trent Beretta was the only one in there that I was like, I don't understand why this guy's not doing more. Everyone else, I was like, I get it. That's probably the best they can do for themselves. But Trent Beretta, I was always confused. Like, why is he not doing more, bigger, better? He was. Everyone so said, like, with him. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so so him being with him being with Rocky when I saw that the other day I was like oh it's that Rapungi Vice thing she keeps talking about I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to mean I don't know why I care he's right. dude's got a goddamn eye patch he's a pirate whatever but then the match was fantastic and I was like okay I can do this like these dudes look legit they look like they're here to fight yeah. and I'm into that w- you know W what is it IWGP Junior Rate Heavyweight Champion four times it's a lot of words you know, for one it, accolade. It, that is, but there, no, there's, there's even, there's even more. I mean, you know, Rapungi, I, I don't know if you, how much you know about Rapungi, but Rapungi's like the party place of Japan. The Rapungi. It's in Japan. I know about Ribera's Steakhouse. That's all I know about Japan. Yeah. And the cat. The... What? The lucky cat. I know the lucky cat. I, I know Ribera's Steakhouse. No, that's Japanese for sure. You don't know. You don't know Hello Kitty. That girl's Japanese, but apparently her backstory. Yeah. Oh, I used to go to the San Rio store all the time. I know about the twins and everything. The twins. Yeah, the San Rio twins. People yeah. don't know about the twins, but I know about the twins. I know about the twins. I, I know about them all. The twins. Yes. Oh, you dream. know about the twin I... shakes? No, I don't know. Nothing about. Oh. Them. <laughs> <laughs> my dream tattoo is i want wrestlers um actually i want sanrio characters as different wrestlers so the little so the twins you could do colt and punk no (laughs) i already have planned out the twins are the young bucks okay Uh, i already have this planned out all right that's maru the 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 very disgruntled owl hmm bats maru's owl i thought that was a penguin yeah no, he's an owl. Oh, look at his, look at his hair. He's got like yeah. I thought he just. I think he was like an emperor pig. He had like all the or emperor no, penguin. No, no, they already had a penguin. Tuxedo Sam. Yes, tuxedo. Yeah, sorry. Tuxedo. Blue guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hello Kitty. I wanted her to be like have like the Marty Squirrel mask, and then the top uh. hat with the bow. Oh my god! Yeah. I was telling Marty about that. He's like, "Oh, that's brilliant!" And I go, "I know." I'm not. Yeah, I said you bump Colt Cabana out of the Hello Kitty spot, which is but crazy let... because because Suzuki already did it, which is the nutty part. The Hello Kitty collab. Yeah, yeah. Well, New Japan was doing it first. Yeah. And then he, because of his fiftieth, he decided to, or no, the thirtieth anniversary think. of whatever or whatever. Yeah, then he did it. But All right. <clears throat> again. All right. Rapunky Vice is great. So I yes. told you, that's why I fangirl and get all giggly. Because that Which was one of my favorite true. things of New Japan. This is true. She gets giggly. Uh, you guys ready for last call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for coming through and watching the show with us, having a drink with us. Our drinking buddies are yours. Uh, Shakes, thanks for coming in and making time for us uh, and watching along. Tell everyone where they can find more information about the Giants. It's May, which means you got to, or it's June, which means you got to start talking about football now. Otherwise, you have no idea what's happening when the kickoff happens. Really? Is it like that? I don't know. I'm hoping it's like that because that's what your show's about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's starting to get to that dry spot in football uh. all season, right? So it's like. 
hey, ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> so now you got to start talking about like oh. fanatic sales. You got to like that's what your show's going to be like. Here's what's where you can get twenty percent off. Here's the thirty percent off deals. <laughs> Yeah, you you're know, not using this merch. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's always um, good fun to talk sports, Giants talk, any sports really that we do. So um, go ahead and check us out, the ShakedownSportsPodcast.com or YouTube backslash the Shakedown Sports Podcast. So check us yeah. out. Oh, and also um, any business inquiries. Go ahead and hit my email, 630-1984 at gmail.com. I'm down for whatever. He's looking for sponsors, just guys. show me the money like mm-hmm. my, my character should... would be. Sorry. We should be better with that. My show sponsor money. not sponsored, man. Yeah. yeah, we should get him hooked up with New Wave. He might make more money than us. Yeah. Might be good for him. Yeah. He gets real viewers. Like, we don't. We got a couple of people who are already yeah, drunk get, when they come in. Yeah, yeah. We got we get wrestlers who tune in and then just go take it to creative and do it anyways. So like we just we're getting mm-hmm. scouts oh, yeah, for Bible. ideas. We I help Thunder Rosa clean her house. On oh, they do. Yeah, big uh, time. I know they troll. I know. I know exactly who. I exact. I know. I can huh. literally right now. I can name about thirteen wrestlers that are very pretty well known that listen to us i yeah. want i don't want to say regularly but yeah and we and we average DM about 20 that information uh, yeah we average about 20 viewers so that means that it's my friends <laughs> and these wrestlers that's all it means so. <laughs> no a lot of people listen to you yeah I, yeah, yeah. Y'all, get, y'all circling. Yeah, y'all circling. I, I hear a lot of stuff Wrestling about y'all. Your, 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 oh, your no. Creator. They're like, God damn, that Amanda mm. fucking really hates the yeah. yeah, so <laughs> Athena made her debut. She comes out and she's got the gear with the wings. It was pretty cool. Cute. She retweets it. As a, you know, as a creator, she retweets it and she goes, Someone else made the wings, but I put the lights on. This is a really cool gear I did. Literally use the term someone else. Then the person who did it was like vanity searching. Her and her husband both were vanity searching. Everybody talking about Athena and AEW trying to find anyone talking about the gear. So she could celebrate because she's eight months pregnant and made Athena's gear for this show and was so goddamn proud. And Athena just like liked one of her tweets. And I was like, you could also shout her out. She's eight months pregnant and pumping out gear for you. Tag him. Tag your gear makers, your creators. If someone drew you a t-shirt, tag them. Because just you saying this person did the thing for me could be the one thing that creator needs to have a career long term. They just need that push over the mountain. And if you're hiding them for yourself, you're keeping them from success. And that's not fair. So guys, anyone you get, any creator who's helping tag them and blow it up because it just takes the right client or two to make the difference in someone's entire life forever mm-hmm. and you're not the one if they're not already set for life pass it on. so pass it on like uh, you know i'm glad you said that and that's awesome because just for example real quick i'm gonna make mm-hmm. it on but yeah. on my show um we have a round table right have a round table and the 
the beautiful thing about it was, you know, you know, we did, we've been doing it for a while, and uh, we brought in this other guy that's been covering the Cowboys for a while. Mm-hmm. But then we also brought in a guy that just started doing something for the Commanders, a podcast. Yeah. And so this was huge for him. This was huge for him to get on YouTube and, and to be able to uh, showcase what he can do. Yeah. That was huge. And and we was just like, man, it's huge for you to come on the show. But he was like, man, this is a great opportunity for me. So to put somebody in that position with somebody that's already been doing it or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just never know, man. And, you know, somebody that didn't know about that person actually see it. So, like you yeah. said, man, I'm glad you said that. And shout outs yeah. to all my guests that's been on the show in the uh, future because we got some big things coming up next week as well. So, yeah. Please like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of guests we've had on the show, um, <clears throat> do you know if Stackhouse is doing a tournament of survival this weekend? Where is it at? Jersey for GCW. I would say unlikely, just based off I, everything I've seen him do has been kind of a uh, Texas Oklahoma area. But mm-hmm. I, I'll, I can check into it. Is yeah, that like something I, he I should, should do? Yeah, because it's a big, big thing. Because this is where last year they did the um, the Deathmatch Hall of Fame, and they inducted people in there. And oh, that was yeah, the first yeah, yeah. One. Yeah, where Phil was there. He shouldn't have been inducting Prazak. We all know who should have done it. But oh anyways, God, I'm not going to. Anybody could have, but... Uh, but yeah, no. But yeah, yeah. Uh, all good. Yeah, check out Sam Stackhouse. Um, for no other reason than we shout him out because he's our number one. He was the first dude to yeah. ever show up in our chat. I got his new GCW mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. Right. That's glaring. There it is. Nope. I still glaring. need one. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, he was the first one to ever show up in our chat. He was like Carl Ripken for like almost the first year. Never missed an episode. Was in our chat every time. And then we found out when he wasn't in our chat, he was listening to it anyway. He was a truck driver. He's now done so well for himself that he was able to stop doing the, the laundry truck. And uh, we couldn't be happier for him and prouder that for him uh, than we are. So... Also, he makes stickers, so find him at Sam underscore Stackhouse. If you need merch for your own tables and you want stickers, this is the dude. Uh, Yeah, they're really good stickers. Yeah. Yeah, I've been sending them out. Uh, I'm going to get another batch soon because they're just just awesome. So check them out. Check out uh, uh, Shakedown Podcast. You can find my other drinking buddy, Miss Amanda Jane, at Miss Amanda Jane with a Y because she can. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, guys, we're at WOTR the show. I'm at Ref Marsh, and you guys are our drinking buddies right here in the dive bar of the IWC. That's the last call. Cheers. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and hitting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink of less than on the rocks.